This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. We'll pick a thriller on Thrillers Night. You sent us all these shows, so now we pick the very best. You know the thrillers scare us right. We're fighting with each other for the killer bracket tonight. Darkness falls across the land. Ah, oh, thank you, Zach. That was fun. Good job. Good Yay. job. Well, you you guys have been singing it for the last twenty five minutes that we've been together off <laughs> yes, microphone. True. And can you imagine if I pick something else? Oh, this is weird. This yeah. doesn't fit. So, like, I'm gonna do a monologue from a scary movie. Welcome <laughs> to Bake a Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. Ah, I'm still Zach. Hi. Hey, Zach. Hey. Hey. And we'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our mummy episode. <laughs> mummy. 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 Our it's zombie a shocking, show. Our hidden zombie shocking show. Shocking lack of that joke. That is true. Yeah. That show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, good restraint on our part. Yeah, indeed. Accidental Until now. zombies. Looking at our comments, of course, Spencer Larson, listener emeritus, says, I'm so happy you finally did a mummy episode. That only leaves Frankenstein and Creatures from the Black Lagoon. He's never happy. He pluralized both of those. Creatures? And I, I think he Frankenstein's? said Frankenstein's and Creatures. Well, of, there's of Robert De Niro. Well, sure. there's multiple Frankenstein. Yeah, like, I was ones, like, but... we're going to make Spencer happy. Nope, never is. Yeah. <laughs> speaking he always of, wants more. Speaking of happy Spencers. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're, Spencer Myers, you are so handsome. Yeah, what did, uh, what, what what did he do? Uh, well, he just left his comment. I agree with Zach. Um, oh, okay. I guess other stuff as well. Leaving Night of the Museum off is a glaring omission. Blah. If Abbott and Costello are on the list, then it should be two, meaning Night of the Museum. Okay. Since the mummy drives the plot just as much. But which museum was that? Was it uh, The three? first one. Is it the first one? The first one. Hmm. With Dick Van Dyke. There's a mummy there, huh? And then I'll just simply say, I don't. we can't really go into it here, but thank you, KP Brown, for doing an entire movie pitch for a, a trilogy yeah, no, of truly. movies. Yeah, he pitched the accidental zombie, <laughs> the spontaneous zombie, and... I was uh, very proud. Another one, too. I don't know. The, the spontaneous zombie rides again. I can't remember what he it called it. It was pretty entertaining, though. But uh, thank you for that. And thank you for everybody who commented and played along with our mummy show. The, the monster of the year is always fun on Bacon Sale. Mm-hmm. Thank you mm-hmm. for listening. Yes, but now uh, that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? Today we will crown the thriller of thrillers. The thriller of thrillers. I like to call it thriller. I'm worried. Thriller. First of all, I'm a little sad because this is our, our final I Halloween know. episode oh, yeah. uh, for this year. Uh, no, no. We can't do that after drama dramas. It's too soon. <laughs> but we have created a bracket, which you can find at baconsale.com. And you can print it out yourself. And you can play with your friends, family, and coworkers if you want to have a pretty serious argument. Oh, yeah. In fact, gentlemen, I did want to bring this up. I, I did kind of give an advance uh, copy to my brother. He was up with some friends at a cabin in the woods, literally. Yeah, and he said, what horror movie should we watch? I mean, I, and we just all, finished the bracket. And so I sent it to him. I said... Pick any of these and you'll be fine. He's in the setting for 45% of these movies. Yes. And so I, I sent it to him and I said, just pick any of these and be fine. And he said, we ended up doing this bracket. Really? And they ended up nice. He's only ever seen Joyride. Uh, <laughs> not, not that brother. <laughs> okay. My older brother. Which, which one? Which Joyride? Yeah, Spencer. <laughs> There's a couple. <laughs> uh, but no, this is the one where... And, but it was funny because like he they did the bracket and yeah. they got done and they said, yeah, one of the guys was really mad. And <laughs> okay. No, I actually need to know because in the drama show, I think we were all like so weepy that we didn't fight. Well, will there be tears and we anger were on afraid this one? of fighting on the drama yeah. bracket? But it was, here's 
why I fear this bracket. Okay. Because it's scary movies. Because scary movies, much like comedies... What's are, your favorite scary movie? ...are very divisive. <laughs> uh, that was like spot on. Uh, <laughs> uh, but they're very divisive. What, yeah. what scares one person does not scare another person. Right. So we can sit here and say, this is the scariest movie, or this is the biggest thriller, or this really, really got me. And other people will be like, no, no way. Now, now clarification for the term thriller of thrillers, because everyone's going to be like, oh, suspenseful movies. Yeah, what scares what, me what the most going- is political intrigue a la Patriot right. Games. Yeah. <laughs> political thriller. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Some of all fears. Yeah, but we are going for there's scares, there's tension. Well, I so mean... So you're going to... We're going to have all kinds of genres on here. Thriller is a genre of fiction with numerous often overlapping subgenres, including crime, horror, and detective fiction. Thank you, Joel. Thrillers are characterized, here we go, by and defined by the moods they elicit, giving their audiences heightened feelings of suspense, excitement, surprise, anticipation, and anxiety. Hmm. Modern That's dating. what a thriller okay. is. But we do have to kind of admit the fact that this probably would have been called horror of horrors if it's it was just so really hard, hard to, to say. say. There's so many consonants. Okay. It needs to have consonants. And we wanted, I'll say it, better movies. I'll say it, more variety. Better movies. But we were shocked. There are we better movies in the thriller genre than the horror. Because we threw this out. I disagree. We threw this out to you. (laughs) We threw this out to you, the the listener, and said, hey, give us your movies. And give us your thriller of thrillers. And we got a lot of very good submissions. First of all, thank you. Second of all, you dropped the ball. (laughs) There's so many notable exceptions, omissions here. How How many of the Halloween movies are on here? None. How many of the Nightmare on Elm Streets? None. Friday the 13th? None. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a little the shocking. Grudge, the grudge is on here. No, though, okay. Right? So no. fun <laughs> fact. And we, we did we stripped the names from who submitted them. So yeah. I'm, I'm sorry we don't remember so who they are. So I'm not mad right at now. anyone in particular. Just everyone. No, but it was just funny because we were like, man, not one single slasher made it on here. Yeah. And we went, oh, hey, someone submitted Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Cool. We'll put that on there. Oh, it's a 2003 version? No. <laughs> If you put the original, it would have made it, but we were... Which is not a problem, thank you, because a lot of people just, they put in their favorites, or maybe they were playing us a little bit, but I think we came up with a really comprehensive list. You know know what we have? What? No classic slashers, and two send-ups of slashers. Yes. Yes. We have, yeah. two, like, we have two meta slasher movies. It's, yeah, that's but so But no weird, regular right? ones. Yeah. 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 And also, we don't have any of the... I don't think we have any... Cla- oh, no, we do have one classic horror on here. Uh, but no, like what? no universal monster, like the classic Dracula, right. Frankenstein, Wolfman, none of those. Yeah, it was surprising. That said, it but, is a great list. It's a yeah. it's a uh, really good list, and I do th- appreciate though, as much as I might be giving it, uh, you know, making fun, the thriller element to it really did spread out the variety in a, mm-hmm. in a fun way. Yes, you know, I, I mentioned on the Power Pagan bit when I was watching through these, it gave me the chance to because I I obviously binged them all because I hadn't seen any of them. Um, it gave me a chance to rotate through. You know, kind of different styles, right? right? Well, and we there's did, a lot of variety here. It, it was funny because we did this little secret thing where Zach was like, "Hey guys, just secretly send me what you think <laughs> will be in the top ten. Right. So I sent Zach ten plus one, eleven, and you sent him how many? Like eighteen. Oh my gosh! How many did I send you? A lot. How many did you yeah, end up watching out of those? All of them. Really? Yeah. Wow, it's impressive. <laughs> How's your soul? Terrible. Because Joel and I, we are ingrained in this stuff. Yeah. We have seen all these movies previously, and we've had to rewatch them. Zach, you're a newbie. And we did this to Jake before in the past, and I think it ruined him. He left the show. And then... Oh, I'll be gone soon. Yeah, yeah. I am worried about your soul. 
Yeah, uh, but uh, how is your wife dealing with this? Because she had to watch them with you. I was selective about what we watched together. Yeah. And she, I think she really enjoyed it uh, overall. Yeah. She was more gung-ho about doing this. She actually, I was procrastinating watching a lot of these movies. Sure. And she was like, come on, let's watch them. And there was some she was excited about. And she did uh, help me kind of cross-reference your lists to, mm-hmm. to prioritize. Sure. Yeah, it was, we watched a lot together and had some really good discussion. And yeah. I think, you know, walked away liking the movies more than we expected. The nice part is they're generally an hour and a half compared to three hour dramas. Oh yeah. So that's always a plus. Yeah. The problem is we're watching them after we put the kiddos to bed. And you're tired. And I uh, almost fell asleep a couple of times on a couple of movies. And it was like, this isn't indicative of the quality of this movie. I'm just very, very (laughs) tired. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, so we have created this bracket of horror movies, which like I said, you can print out at bakeandsell.com and play along with us at home. But we're going to try to will this down. And like I said, it's going to be divisive because something going to be stress may not scare you, but we're going to we're going to decide what is the mm-hmm. thriller or thrillers. I, I have a feeling there's going to be some contradictory statements made left and right. This may be the bacon cell bracket. similar to comedy where Joel and I disagree most. Yeah. You think so? Because it is so relative. That is true. I enjoy you oh. know a good story and good acting. Kent wants to be disturbed. I want to be disturbed. It's a horror film. And I am going to poop on everything you love. Oh. Both of you. And, and Gross. <laughs> because it's all fresh to me. I love you. Guys, uh, okay. I say it every time. You you guys are great. Yes. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's all hold hands now. Yeah. And shampoo. No seance. Around. No seance. Oh, oh, there's a candle in the middle of the table. There it is. That's weird. Lights, okay. are, lights are literally it's off. And, yeah. and Joe, look, it's Joel's picture and the eyes are cut out. <laughs> anyway, but we are going to now go through this. But I do want to give a little more. I'm going to dive into horror a little bit more here. We talked about thriller in general, but mm-hmm. horror... It says in the Wikipedia, the source of law and truth, it's a film genre that seeks to elicit fear or disgust in its audience for entertainment Love purposes. It. Yeah. And it's true. That's I, get that, I get that out of the TLC <laughs> shows. <laughs> and you're supposed to. But then you get horror as a genre, but then you get subgenres of horror. So you get things like body horror, uh, where it's some bad things happening to a body, like mm-hmm. grotesque things happening to a body. The flaw. Uh, horror yeah. comedy, slasher, supernatural, natural horror, which is like the earth doing things and yeah. it's it's horrifying like the wind yes oh, the fall the scary wind <laughs> happening uh, it's psychological the, horror and nothing's happening but there's a, uh, an author named charles Derry who i like this he folk he said there's three broad themes of horror so not subgenres this is just overall themes you have the the horror of personality mm-hmm. these are people and things that are killers or uh, you know stuff like that so it's okay. people and, and monsters okay the horror of armageddon world ending world kind ending. of stuff and then the horror of send the, the oil drillers yeah, the horror of the demonic, like unseen presences. Okay. And between Do, those... that be can, ghosty stuff? Yeah. yeah. And so you can probably put all horror movies in those categories. And I can... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Killers, ghosty stuff. And, and end of the and, world. And, and yeah, doom. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's, you know, just kind of a, if you want to go really broad there. I will point out also that uh, horror films, while they may do well at the box office, because a lot of them do, they do not do well at the Academy. No. In fact, as of 2021, only six horror films have been nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture. And Silence of the Lambs is the only winner. In fact, the only movies that have been mm-hmm. nominated for uh, Best Picture have been The Exorcist, Jaws, Sixth Sense, Black Swan, Get Out, and Silence of the Lambs. Okay. The oldest submission we got from our group? Nosferatu, 1922. Mm-hmm. The newest ones we have on our bracket are A Quiet Place and Hereditary, both in 2018. Okay. Wow, that's pretty and fresh. So, so the average year of submissions from you, the listener, mm. is 1992. That feels right. Baby Zach was not watching horror movies then. <laughs> Actually, I was. <laughs> yeah. While well, they were on while I was around. Sure. Should we get started? Let's jump into this bracket now that Let's we've fight. talked about horror. Fright. Round one. Fright. Jeez. Our first matchup features 
Seven. Yeah, seven. Seven. And then two detectives, a rookie and a veteran, hunt a serial killer who uses the seven deadly sins as his motives. Directed by David Fincher, starring Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. And The Watcher in the Woods. <laughs> Seven versus The Watcher in the Woods. <laughs> when a family moves to a country home, the young girls experience strange happenings that have a link to an occult event years past. Yes, uh, these these are put together. These two are put against each other because it's the seating. We did the seating yeah. according to no, IMDb they're, they're rating. They're both movies you watch when you're kids. They're well, on the yeah. Disney Channel. Yeah. What, uh, what, if, yeah. what if I told you that Disney's intention was to make their own version of The Exorcist? It, it was. It actually, that's why they it did is. it. It is. But that's, these are two put together because uh, I, 7 is one of the highest rated IMDb uh, ratings we have on mm-hmm. here. And Watcher in the Woods is the, one of the lowest rated IMDb we have on here. And the lowest box office, actually. Watcher in the Woods did not do well at the box office. Maybe about $5 million. It did. It's more than I make in a month. No, but Watcher in the Woods was one they always put on at school because it was the yeah. Disney horror movie. It was the squeaky clean horror movie where no one dies. Yeah. Betty Davis, she's creepy though. Betty Davis. So for my comparisons, I put in like the scariest scenes, you know, obviously my thoughts and any any sort of success they found like on very popular lists. But watching the woods, I do think the the scene where Jan falls into the pond and Mrs. Aylwood pushes her down, like holds her down yeah, with the branch. That's creepy. That's a good scene. Yeah. A lot of it's hokey, but it's kind of like a, a scary movie for its time. Meaning yes. like it's time when you're nine years old. Because yeah. it does have an effect that, that we still remember to this day, even though if the movie's memory is a little bit cloudy itself. I don't know if this one would be as scary to me if I hadn't watched it as a kid and got creeped out at totally. certain parts. Yeah. Uh, like my, I watched it with my kids for the first time and they did say kind of like, I don't like it when she speaks with that different voice. Eric. Yeah. And that was me. I hated that. It's based on a novel, by the way, if you want to read it, a 1976 novel. It was initially released in April of 1980 and it got such a bad response. They pulled it. Hmm. reworked it, redid the ending, and then released it again in October of 81. Really? Yeah. Yeah, weird. Which, if, if you don't know, if you've watched Watcher in the Woods and always wondered what the Watcher looked like, you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. they the have the deleted ending scenes. on YouTube. Yeah. It's not scary. No, it's a puppet. The it's reason a, we're, like, we're talking like, about this is because Seven's going on. I think I will uh, go ahead and cast my vote for Seven. Indeed. Because Watcher in the Woods is a movie that I saw in my 30s. <laughs> and it did not resonate with me. Was it at all in, scary? No. Okay. It was was scary was the production quality. It was quite low. And I did not want to be watching it at all. They spent nine million dollars on this thing. I wow. uh, it I, made five million. I watched this near the end of my run of binging and I didn't care at all right. about it. Now, but I will say this a few times on this list. It does feel like good gateway mm-hmm. gateway horror. Yeah, and that's just it. But that's it. Okay. That's let's move on. Nothing. Seven moves on. Oh, what's in the box? Now we have The Conjuring. Paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. Directed by James Wan, starring Patrick Wilson and Vera Famiga. And Scream. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a masked killer who targets her and her friends by using scary movies as part of a deadly game. Directed by Wes Craven, then you get uh, Nev Campbell, Drew Barrymore, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard. David Arquette. These are icons. This is crazy. This is a crazy matchup. To these start. are icons. I don't like that these got put together once again. No. Seating. So, so Scream, it was so innovative. And I say that kind of with irony because it's based on slashers, right? But what it did is it took all of the rules that we saw in slasher movies, which are not being represented on this list. It is a giant standing on the shoulders of giants, obviously, Scream right? Scream is. Scream is. And it was so cool that the whole movie feels so cool. But then you have Conjuring, which I would argue reinvigorated modern horror. It, it launched a whole universe. I don't even want to say that because a lot of the movies are like declining quality. But both of these did. Like yes. you look at Scream, you look at The Conjuring, both of them kind of kicked off something. 
that people Conjuring would want feels to more like more classic horror, where Scream is a great, great send up of the slasher genre. I have got to imagine that when, when did Scream come out? Ninety six. Yeah. I, okay. I've got to imagine that when it came out, it was revolutionary. And me it having was. having watched it three days ago for it, the first time, I found it quite annoying. Um, oh really? Annoying, yes, because it was like, hey, you, 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 this isn't a movie. It's like, yeah, it is. Hey, this is the part of the movie where this happens. Yeah, we know. Yeah, I but just, like, I think okay. to, to me, I, I I found the wink and a nod stuff um, annoying. But you have the intro with Drew Barrymore, and it's like, oh yeah, she's the biggest I celebrity here. And that was great. It's horrible. I, I, was like, like, I mean, scary. Right? I knew Scream as the one that Drew Barrymore was in. I yeah. didn't know that she uh, ate it in the first scene. Sure. Spoiler alert for nineteen ninety six. So so that that's all all good there. Is but it more clever than it is scary? It thinks it's clever. No, it is clever. It, no, it's not. No, absolutely. This is not a clever. You movie. have this so is... many tropes, and then you have Randy, who is the nerds. It's I'm pointing to Joel and I. It's the nerds who knew Thank everything you. about these movies <laughs> that are like, oh, this is going to happen. This is predictable, yeah. and and these are the rules. And then they use the rules in order to cause deaths in the movie. I think that's amazing. Okay. I love this movie. Okay. I have a hard think... time here because on one hand. I have Scream, which, like you mentioned, is standing on the shoulders of uh, giants in ghost face costumes. True. Yeah. And then you have The Conjuring, which almost feels like almost too new, even though it came out in 20. It's only been around for a decade. It will stand the test of time. Huh? It will stand the test of time. Well, and I'm trying to think which one I've seen more, too. But I'm having a hard time here. I thought the the kills in Scream were, um, you know, if you like gore. Mm-hmm. They are they were, overly bloody and they, they were pretty gory. Whereas Conjuring were, is one of the it's R rated, but it's the cleanest one of the cleanest R rated movies you're ever going to see. So the Con- I haven't really said much. The Conjuring was one of my biggest surprises on this entire list. Do tell. I was expecting to hate it. Haunted house movie. You're yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I was like I get it. Blah, blah, blah. It's it's a haunted house. I actually found this to be a very interesting and and enjoyable movie with a surprisingly good kind of vibe and message coming out of it uh-huh. yeah weird um, character depth in we, the country I, I did not expect it to have the the depth that it did right i thought it would just be it, kind of a surface level haunting thing and it's it's got a little bit more and i appreciate that my mm-hmm. review says it's a laundry list of haunted house cliches but somehow it manages to be an effective it ties it movie. together very well and it's Patrick, because ed and lorraine warren they Patrick are Wilson a heart. Is very good they are at the heart of this movie and they help you not feel too hopeless okay but but scream is so rewatchable even though it's based on a mystery that tells you what happens at the end, and I still enjoy it every single time, even though I know who the killers are. Courtney Cox is super annoying. <laughs> She's adorable. She's supposed movie. to be in that movie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit much. The, the, and that, Beth Campbell became maybe a new Scream Queen because know. of this. That, movie. Guys, guys, we, we got to move. Okay. Ahead. Scream to me is I get why people like it. it. It is a little too much for me. I don't like it, so I'm going to vote for the country. Joel, do you have a strong opinion one way or the other? Because I am very I divided. Love both. It would be wrong if the country didn't move on, even though I love Scream maybe more. Okay. I'm just going to put it out there. So you're voting for the country? I'm voting for your country as well. Pity vote to scream. I'll give a pity vote okay, to scream. Okay, thank you. And a little couple death rattle facts, which seem appropriate on a show like this. I they, know what that is now. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, but this really did invigorate the slasher franchise once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the, in the screenplay, they only describe the, the killer as the ghost mask killer. Mm-hmm. They literally found what the, what they call the peanut-eyed ghost at fun from Fun World. Yeah. Like oh. it was already on shelves. They really? took it and licensed it and got yeah, it. Yeah, it was a mask that 
Well, I think that they actually didn't get the full licensing. They were not going to get it, but then once they saw a rough cut of the movie, they gave him more money so they could license just that, that voice yeah. box. Yeah. It's just so clever. Yeah, which that yeah. guy, the, the Rod, Roger, Roger, what, no, what is his name? Roger Rabbit. No, mm-hmm. it, but they have the same voice actor do it in all they the movies, do, yeah. and he's not one of the characters. Right. He's just his own voice. Huh. And fun fact, the use of color ID to identify incoming colors increased by 300% following this movie's release. <laughs> Good call. Sense. The Conjuring moves on. Can we play hide and clap? Hide and clap. Please, nobody ever lets me play. Okay, okay. Now we have Jaws. When a killer shark unleashes chaos on a beach community off Cape Cod, it's up to a local sheriff, a marine biologist, and an old seafarer to hunt the beast down. Directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Roy Scheider and Robert Shaw. And Nosferatu. Vampire Count Orlock expresses interest in a new residence and a real estate agent, Hutter's wife. That doesn't make any sense, okay. but it's essentially Dracula. Yeah. And it's directed by F.W. Bernau, and it stars Max Schreck as Count Orlock. I find this very interesting, because essentially we have Dracula going against the 4th of July. <laughs> what a, a great... A, the Dracula a summer of the Ocean. Blockbuster. A summer blockbuster right. set at or, and around the 4th of July. Now this... <laughs> I, I'm very happy to see a classic horror movie, a silent horror movie even, totally on this list. Because yeah. Nosferatu, some people like it better than Dracula, the 1931 version. Yeah. Visually, it is cooler. It's a creepier looking vampire. Yeah. Uh, although Bela Lugosi does a fantastic job as Dracula. And there is that one iconic scene of Orlok walking up the stairs with the silhouette. I love that part. Yeah. It's so scary There's looking. the voyage on the Demeter. Voyage of the Demeter? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. that part. There's that there. part. But it visually. A, that's pretty cool. It yeah. is a well-made ripoff is I've, what it is. Yeah. Of Bram Stoker's Dracula. I've seen this one. And, and I, we talked about this, I think, on the silent movie show, too. It was an unauthorized and unofficial adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. In fact, the Stoker family sued them to try to just get rid of this movie, and they destroyed almost all the copies. Yeah. But one survived, and we still get to see it, which is great. This is the movie that pioneered uh, vampires being killed by sunlight. Right. Uh, That was not really a thing before this movie. It just kind of bothered them. I'm so glad vampires are here, but is it time for sunlight? Sunlight has come upon it, and the sunlight is Jaws. The sunlight from 4th of July? Indeed. Yes. So you're both voting for that? Yep. yep. Can I give a pity vote to Nosferatu? Totally. Sure. I'm full of pity today. Jaws is moving on. You're going to need a bigger boat. Now we have The Sixth Sense. Malcolm Crow, a child psychologist, starts treating a young boy, Cole, who encounters dead people and convinces him to help them. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan, starring Bruce Willis, Haley Joel Osment, and Tony Collette. Can I put an official no spoiler on this one when we talk about it? Yes. Yes. This is one of the ones I just feel is too if sacred. If you're to listening see. to Bacon Cell in season nine and you have not seen Sixth Sense, shame on you. Go watch it right now, yeah. then finish this episode. And Cloverfield. A group of friends venture deep into the streets of New York on a rescue mission during a rampaging monster attack. Directed by Matt Reeves, who did some eight movies and stars Liz <laughs> Ka- Lizzie Kaplan and TJ Miller, uh, Jessica Lucas. He made the Batman. He did. He did. And let me in. So I'm I'm just going to put because I'm voting for Sixth Sense here because I feel like Cloverfield was a fun found footage movie. Of its time in a good way. Yeah, it's enjoyable. I actually do enjoy it, it but this is... It, it, it reminded us, like it showed us that, oh, found footage is so cool. Why am I feeling so sick right now? They yeah. went a little overboard with the shaky uh, But I'm okay with it because it creates the tension necessary so that when it like goes from scene to scene, you feel lost and a little bit scared because there's one scene where the army is about to save these people. Yeah. And I'm just going to spoil it because visually it's still a shock. And you're like, oh, yay. These little creatures in the subway aren't going to attack them anymore. And then you see people's heads burst for no reason. Hello. Intense. And I'm like, 
what am I watching? Yeah. And it has some genuinely scary moments, even though it's like a, a Godzilla movie, yeah. essentially. It is. They were the, that's what they were trying to go for, is that J.J. Abrams was like, hey, I want to make like our own version. He says, I want a, our own American Godzilla type. Mm-hmm. And then now, we get 10 Cloverfield Lane after, out of it. Oh, now is that awesome. is a better movie yeah, it is. than Cloverfield. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm voting for Sixth Sense. It is suspenseful. It is horrifying. It is beautiful. Can I say that? It is. Uh, and it is, it's <laughs> dramatic. I found out why, which we'll talk about in the next round, because obviously the Sixth Sense moves on. Totally. I see dead people. Now we have Psycho. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, psycho. A Phoenix secretary embezzles $40,000 from her employer's client, goes on the run, and checks to a remote motel run by a young man under the domination of his mother. Ooh, creepy. <laughs> Directed by Alfred Hitchcock, starring Anthony Perkins and Janet Lee. I'd like to put a about, no spoiler in this one as well. About okay. uh, $400,000 today. I looked it up. Yeah. Okay, because yep. 40000 doesn't seem like a big deal. Uh, 400000 Seems like a big deal to me. Yeah. It's I mean, more, it's more than I make in a week. <laughs> sure. Sure. Versus what lies beneath? The wife of a university research scientist believes that her lakeside Vermont home is haunted by a ghost or that she is losing her mind. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, who did Back to the Future and Forrest Gump and Roger Rabbit and Castaway. He did a lot of scarier movies later. uh, (laughs) Starring Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Miranda Otto. Okay, so let's talk about what lies beneath. I feel like we are cruising on this bracket. I hope so. Well, so what lies beneath really feels like the perfect early two thousands thriller for college audiences who don't dare watch rated R movies. Yeah. This was the one when I was going to college, and Joel, similar to you, mm-hmm. where we're like, people are like, what should we watch? And it's like, we've already seen Six Sense. So you guys want to watch a thriller like What Lies Beneath, which is good. It's a good movie. Yeah, but it's built on a mystery. And that's kind of, and it has a lot of jump scares, but that's it, kind of where it lies. It is a Hitchcockian Beneath. film, meaning it is supposed to be Have like. Have you seen a, it? Who's in this one? Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford. Harrison Her- Ford is shirtless. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford shirtless in this movie. He is. But this is one of those where they are definitely emulating Hitchcock, and it is a very suspenseful thriller for a while, and you're wondering what the what the reality is. Mm-hmm. And it turns out there's a supernatural twist. Totally. Which normally didn't happen in Hitchcock films. So it's a Hitchcock film with a supernatural twist. And fun couple facts for you. Love this, those. This is the highest budget of any movie on here. $100 million. Which it did make its money back. It made $291 million, Yeah. Which but, is great. But when all the movies, I went, well, What Lies Beneath is the highest budget here? Yeah. Mm. Also, the uh, the uh, they wrote the screenplay. They wanted some rewrites. And so they hired actor-writer Clark Gregg. That's right. Agent Coulson. Agent Coulson. Wrote this movie. I like that. It's kind of fun. Hmm. Uh, I, I do like What Lies Beneath. Watching it again, I was like, yeah, this is fun. This is effective uh, PG-13 horror. Yeah, I There's agree. still some parts that give me the chills. Really? Okay. That got me again, and I was happy to, to see that. So I'm happy to have it on here, but I'm obviously voting for Psycho. Easily. Clean it's, sweep. It's Psycho. Psycho moves on. Uh, let's put it this way. She might have fooled me, but she didn't fool my mother. Now we have... Wait until dark. A recently blinded woman is terrorized by a trio of thugs while they search for a heroin-stuffed doll they believe is in her apartment. Directed by Terrence Young, starring Audrey Hepburn and Alan Arkin. And Poltergeist. A family's home is haunted by a, a host of demonic ghosts. That's it. Uh, Director Toby Hooper, and uh, starring Joe Beth Williams, Craig T. Nelson, and Heather O'Rourke. Oh, and Beatrice Strait. How is Poltergeist PG? <laughs> because PG-13 PG didn't, didn't exist. <laughs> It's just so crazy because it's so horrifying. Uh, Poltergeist, I, so I actually just watched this one last night as of recording. And I'll tell you what, uh, this is one of the most uneven movies on this list. 
It is a little uneven. I did not uh, know what to expect out of this movie, and I did okay. not get what I expected. First of all, this is way more humorous than I was expecting. Yeah, like uh, Craig oddly, T. Nelson in the kitchen. Craig T. Nelson. Like uh, trying to get famous off the poltergeist he, thing. He's got to be one of the most, I don't know, again, humorous is the word I keep coming up with, because it's not like funny. Right. But he's just a humorous straight man. That's what he does. That's what he did on Years for Coach. There's also a weird, and if you watch this, you'll you'll notice it. There's a weird cut where they're talking uh, in the kitchen. Out of nowhere, it just cuts. And then all of a sudden they're on their neighbor's porch. I saw that. It's because in the original cut, he says, like, they're like, let's go get some Pizza Hut after this. And then he says, I hate Pizza Hut. Apparently Pizza Hut didn't like, didn't like that, so they cut <laughs> really? out that part. Yeah. They do say, I noticed they said, we'll go get Pizza Hut because she's watching the, the chair move, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, boom, they're on the porch. And I... And I was like, I, well, I don't have clear play broken, on. Yeah. What is happening here? So that's what it's like to watch movies as Joel. And then, yeah, sometimes. But then you get wait until dark, and that's one where it was a play originally. Zach, you've seen the play. I have seen the play before, but you haven't. And seen. it is a. I've, I've, I think I've seen this movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the play is accurate. Well, that's the thing is, it's basically a play on film. There's, yes, it's one yes. location, tight group of characters. I would agree this tense. to Hitchcockian. Yeah, level of filmmaking. Oh, absolutely. Here. This, this uh, people have called this the best Hitchcock movie Hitchcock never made. Totally. And so there's a list. Uh, Shutter, the uh, streaming channel for horror, they have a list of 101 scariest movie moments. Wait until dark has number 31. When wait, 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 wait. the end, the end of it. Yeah, there's that's a, all there's we need a to big say. Jump scare. The climax of this movie is so freaking intense and it's so great. Intense. And there is a part in uh, a couple parts in this movie where it is absolutely pitch black. Yeah. And in the movie theaters, they they darken the lights like down to the legal limit of how dark they could get the theater mm -hmm. and then they turned them off uh, at that part just for that moment of being honestly like the Audrey Hepburn's character where she yeah. just can't see and you only right. can hear what's going it on. It really puts you in, in her shoes and it's great. Yeah. That said, I think Poltergeist has a very high scare per capita and that's my personal rating system. There are so many scenes in this, whether it's the clown, the tree attacking this, the sun, the, the skeletons in the pool. Which the I forgot how quickly. The kid. Yeah, they, they, that, that pops out real early on. Yeah, really early. And, and in my once mind, again, built this, up to that. This is the thing I'm talking about. It kind of comes out of nowhere. It's, it's like moving along and we're building mm. the tension. We're building the tension. Boom, tree through the window. Yeah. And then it kind but, of chills for a little while. You know, and then it's yeah, but back there, to there's it. so many hauntings here, so many things that happen. The, the scenes that you're like, this is what I paid for. And, and, there's so many yeah. of these scenes in Poltergeist. And <sighs> once you think that the movie's settled, it then saves its biggest scares of the movie for you. Yep. Yeah. My vote is for Poltergeist. I love you. Wait until dark. I, I, I will. Mm, I don't know, Joel. I'm not going to help you, Zach, because I'm going to vote for wait until dark. Okay. <laughs> I, I was having a really hard time with this. Yeah. Because I, I wait until dark. Poultry is one of those classic ones, classic PG horror we always watch as a kid. Mm -hmm. Watching it as an adult, I was like, Zach, I agree. I was like, man, this is a little uneven at part. Like, it's it's oddly up. Has a Spielberg effect? Uh, Like coming of age sort of except thing? Except Spielberg didn't direct it. Can't well, Hooper did. Okay. It definitely feels Spielberg, mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, but there are moments that will haunt me forever. Sure. Uh, in fact, Poltergeist originally received an R rating, and then they Steven Spielberg appealed, and they dropped it down to PG because there was nothing else in there. Okay. Um, Even Children in Peril. Weird. Children in Peril. Yeah. yeah. The well, face. The face. That was a child scene. Yeah. Ah. But then when I watched, when I watched Wait Until Dark, I was like, I forgot how much I like this movie. So based on that rewatching reaction I had, I have to vote for Wait Until Dark. Okay. Love it. Well, dang it. So we've, we've talked about the Zach test before, right? Yeah. The Zach test is you've got two movies on the shelf. Which oh, one do you pick to watch? Yeah. Okay. I think I, I as a general like. We're going to watch a, a movie for Halloween. Mm -hmm. Like the tension in Wait Until Dark is amazing. But I think 
with Poltergeist, I had not even seen the movie, and I knew so much about it that they're here, like you know the the imploding house stuff. Like like there's so many moments in this movie that have just become kind of synonymous with pop culture. I think this has a better legacy than Wait Until Dark. It does. So I'm gonna go with Poltergeist. Ooh. Okay, Poltergeist moves on. Now we have Misery. After a famous author is rescued from a car crash by a fan of his novels, he comes to realize that the care he is receiving is only the beginning of a nightmare of captivity and abuse. Directed by Rob Reiner, starring Kathy Bates and James Caan. And Split. Three girls are kidnapped by a man with a diagnosed 23 distinct personalities. They must try to escape before the apparent emergence of a frightful new 24th. This is directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Came out in 2017. Starring James McAvoy, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Betty Buckley. Good did, good vibe match right here. I, I just got to say, we got to do a Rob Reiner show. Yeah. What, a, what an eclectic <laughs> so, catalog. No, seriously, yeah, we got honestly. Princess Bride, Stand By Me, A Few Good Men. When Harry this Met Sally. This is, this is a good matchup, but I'm just going to say my votes for Misery immediately. Because while Split... I'm spoiling Split. I'm spoiling. No, it. no, no, no. If, no, no. You, if we're not spoiling Misery, we're not scaring. We're not spoiling Split. No, I'm spoiling what we wouldn't spoil on the bacon bit on the bacon bit review of this. Oh, but that has nothing to do with the thrills. That's no, just a really cool moment. But I think one of the reasons I loved Split was because of the of the ending when I realized it was the secret, the stealth sequel to Unbreakable. Listen, there I said I, it. I submit that that is a crappy reason for this movie to be good. No, but that's... No, no, it's, it's, it's still a good movie. It's not the reason for this movie to be good because there are girls in captivity. Like, this is actually a very claustrophobic, scary movie. And then you have James McAvoy playing all these different characters. That's the reason. And, and, and it is getting to a point where... Originally, it was Joaquin Phoenix who was supposed to be oh, in the I role. Oh, I can see that, that too, really McAvoy good. did so well here, so much oh, that he when he's not even the scariest version of himself, you're like, I don't like this at all. But then I'm so worried about he, what's going to happen. He's consistently unsettling. But that's, Ken, and I'm then, telling you right now, with, with Kathy Bates, the scariest version of her is the nice one. Is the nice one. And she is that almost the entire time. Okay, where you're like, what but are did, you doing? But did she eat anyone's stomach? Because that happens in splits. Mm-hmm. That was so uh, gross. That was gross. But also, just honestly better movie is Misery. I think Split is a good movie. I think it, it is a good kind of uh, supervillain setup movie. And, I, mm-hmm. and, the, and the twist of it being connected was a fun twist to have. But watching it again, Misery is the better movie. It is so well crafted. It is impossible to pull your eyes away from the screen. I am voting for Misery because it is fantastic movie. It's not even just a Halloween movie. Like this is one of those movies you can watch any time of year and it's terrifying. It's a good Christmas movie actually. Yeah. <laughs> It's winter. It is winter in Valentine's the, movie, Day. In the book. In the I movie. really like Split, but there's something about misery that is so tension It's Kathy Bates. It, it is so threatening the entire time that you want him to escape, but he can't because the movie needs to happen. Yeah. Clean, sweet misery. Misery moves on. They just cheated us. This isn't fair. He didn't get out of the cock a duty car. Next is Rear Window. A photographer in a wheelchair spies on his neighbors from his apartment window and becomes convinced one of them has committed murder. Directed by Alfred Hitchcock, starring James Stewart oh, and oh, Grace Kelly. Oh, Grace Kelly. Oh, oh Grace Kelly. Store. She's so beautiful. Oh, there's someone on the window. <laughs> and the Babadook. A single mother and her child fall into a deep well of paranoia when an eerie children's book titled Mr. Babadook manifests in their home. Directed by Jennifer Kent and uh, starring Essie Davis and Noah Wiseman. This is one of them Australian movies. Yeah, so it's 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 a high concept horror. And the thing that's interesting about the Babadook is you always see these kids in horror movies and you're like, oh, no, they're kind of haunted. (laughs) Are they okay? The kid in this movie, you're like, kill him. Yeah. I hate this kid. But then guess what? When he's in danger, you're like... 
save him? That's that's because you're a good person. No, but you you get so, you're like this kid is haunted. No, he's just got some issues, right? Yeah. And it's so aggravating, and this mother feels it, which mm-hmm. becomes part of the theme of the movie. I will say that the um, the visuals of the Babadook, which is rare in this movie, is scary. If you're watching yeah. this by yourself, yeah. home alone, and when that Babadook is on the ceiling and in her room when she's trying to sleep, this, there is something so creepy about that. This is a lesser known horror movie, so I was surprised to see it submitted. Yes, yeah, But it, it made an impression on me when I saw it. By the way, it's not rated. It's probably PG-13, I'd say. So this one's interesting because Rear Window is a great suspenseful movie, but not really thrilling what there's this scene there is there a, is a very very thrilling scene there the are, scene is awesome when, it's more of a mystery when raymond burr but it's a thrilling scene you're the whole time you're like you know did this murder happen did it not happen the whole time it, it, it is, is a thriller it is, it is a nice unraveling whodunit or not even whodunit um it's, it's um, a mystery it, it is a mystery i just don't find it scary it's not scary but just, it's a thriller no, there there are some scary moments it's a much better movie than babadook much better and i think the ending of babadook unravels the whole movie really mm. uh, yeah i do when it comes to like the symbolism yeah, I, of I, it I, all? I don't love it oh i don't love I kinda, it i kind of like but the i do commentary. think it's scarier as a thriller it is scarier than rear window i just think well crafted like i think the thriller definitely has a place in the horror genre and i think rear window does a good job of being like Okay, let's let's thrill the audience a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just the thrill of like is something bad going to happen. It's also the thrill of if you'll pardon me saying voyeurism. Like it talks about how we do that. You guys know that when you drive down the road and you look, oh I can see in their window. What are they watching on their TV? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. It's that little nature in us, that little thrill we get from that kind of thing. And this kind of twists that and turns it to the point of like that. That scene is so interesting test. because you have Jimmy Stewart watching from across the uh, the apartment complex uh-huh. and it has like like moody romantic music playing, even though it's a very suspenseful scene. Yeah. Which because it's just, on the place. there's not a lot of soundtrack. It's just people playing stuff. In it's there. so it's weird. Diegetic. Diegetic, yeah. Diegetic, yeah. yeah. In scene. So I'm voting for Rear Window. I'm voting for Rear Babadook. Come on. Why are you putting all these on me? Yeah, you I saw not, these movies 20 minutes ago. Got to be around the draw, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Zach actually watched them like both two at the same time. It's very confusing. Yeah, the Baba Window. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kent, you got me all squirrely. Because I was all ready to vote for Rear Window. Of course, yeah. It's a better because movie. Because it is a better movie. Yeah. But it is a, a, a slow burn, and the payoff in this movie is not amazing. In Rear no. Window or in Babadook? In Rear Window. Okay. Because neither one have a great, Both, but yeah. great finale. But I didn't really... God, I just... I didn't really care for the Babadook. Yeah. No, I get it. I didn't... I would... I don't not watch... But there is something about reading again. a children's story called the Babadook, and that thing appears literally in your home. Sure. I think it's... Conceptually, it's more interesting than I think the execution is. So I'm going to go with Rear Window. Okay. Okay. That's totally fine. Rear Window moves on. He killed a dog last night because the dog was scratching around the garden. You know why? Because he had something buried in that garden that the dog said. Whoa. We've moved to the other side of the bracket. Yeah. And uh, this, this is the is fastest we've ever gone. Heavy. Is it? It's I think not. So. We're not moving quickly. <laughs> Uh, this is a heavy matchup with The Silence of the Lambs. A young FBI cadet must receive the help of an incarcerated and manipulative cannibal killer to catch another serial killer. Directed by Jonathan Demme, starring Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins. And Paranormal Activity. After moving into a suburban home, a couple becomes increasingly disturbed by a nightly demonic presence. Uh, that gives a little too much away. Yeah, a little. Uh, directed by Oren Pelly and Kate, sorry, Katie apparent. Featherston and, Mike, and, Katie and Mika Sloat. Yeah. It, it's spelled Micah, but she says Mika, and that drives me nuts. That's so annoying. But I think it is Mika. Uh, by the way, lowest budget on the on the bracket here is Paranormal Activity, only 230000 
which technically and it made 193 million yeah they, they technically shot it originally for fifteen thousand dollars and showed it at film festivals and then once paramount picked it up they redid the ending and it cost an additional two hundred thousand dollars oh really yeah weird the marketing of paranormal activity was second to none because it showed the audience it showed the audience to it and you had to request it to be played granted they were going to launch it sure white but they they said go to our website and request that it be played in your city uh, here's a clip of the audience watching and being so scared did you guys hear the rumor about steven spielberg give, being given the 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 tape and then it was so scary that he put it on a garbage bag on his porch after it oh was done? my word i heard that and that was part of the marketing i think someone put the rumor out there but by the way steven spielberg actually did see this and he did uh, get DreamWorks to get involved with it. So partially true. Okay, so then you have Silence of the Lambs, which is more of a drama with just really awful stuff in it. It is. Right? I mean, it's it's much as a drama as Seven. Like, it's the same type of vibe there. I would say it, Seven is crime far, far worse when it <laughs> comes to scarier stuff. I think Anthony Hopkins' performance is great. He's only in the movie 17 minutes. And the Buffalo Bill scenes of captivity are awful. Right and the the, the finale overall theme and finale is so scary. It's very the, scary. That is the scene for me. Yes, when it's the night the vision, night vision scene, goggles Whoa. and it's the wrong house, you know, or the Whoa. right house. That's actually the thirty eighth scariest moment uh, for Shutter. And then um, not, Paranormal Activity has not somebody getting their face cut off. No, and no. Paranormal okay. Activity has number thirty five, and it's when uh, this is Katie standing by the bed. The scariest scene in Paranormal Activity though is when they investigate the attic, and you realize that something has been hanging out i think that's so scary there are different that is moments. Not, it's not a haunted house it's something more no i'd say it's, that gets me there's there's something about paranormal activity that is scary but also and i'm going to bring this up with other found footage movies we've encountered as in this bracket as well found footage really has to you really have to suspend disbelief that this actually happened otherwise it's not as scary mm-hmm. and also it has to be the right setting and it has to be the right group of people or it will not be scary right you know what actually happens Hmm. Serial killers. Yes. That's what I like about The Silence of the Lambs. I, I, I it, For me, it's refreshing that there uh, are movies on here that aren't paranormal. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I, yeah. that's actually the thing I like the most about Silence of the Lambs compared to paranormal activity. It's like the, it's what's more scary is that this is real. You know, it's uh, yeah. Realish. This, this, you know, it's, is it a true story? Not necessarily. But, sure. But yeah, it's th- based on a novel. This is a thing that exists in our world. And that is terrifying to me. On top of that, you have great performances, and there is this magic trick to the Silence of the Lambs, where halfway through the movie, you're rooting for pure evil, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. It's weird, but you are. Yeah, we all are. When he gets away from the guards, you're like, yeah, nice. See, and I know, I know, serial killers are real. But the reality of found footage, I think they do pretty well. Even so much that the bad acting in Paranormal Activity, you're like, well, that's real. Because they're just a, a annoying couple. Sure. Right? They, they hired some annoying medium to come over and tell them how spooky their house is. So or one of them sleepwalks. Like, that is creepy. Yeah. The part when she's outside and he's trying to talk to her and she's being weird, I'm like, well, that's eerie. There, there's, there's a lot of this things is, I like I about Paranormal Activity. Matchup. This is a good matchup. These are both very well done thrillers. It sounds like, Zach, you're voting for Silence, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, for sure. Paranormal I, Activity. I, you really for... have to give yourself over to Paranormal Activity, and unfortunately, I, I, it just didn't take I it. get it. It's not for me. Because there's, there's things I like, like about both of these. I, I went home after watching Paranormal Activity when it came out. Scared. Like, actually scared to be home. I could see that. Which is weird, because it's one of those movies where, once again, if you watch it in the wrong mood, you'd be like, nothing happened. Yeah, right. I, I, told, I told Joel earlier today, I, you know, I watched this movie 
uh, about ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay, and, the, right and the, totally. light, the light coming through the window of kind my of was TV. so bright it actually I couldn't see the TV. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but I got to give it to Sounds of the Lambs. Yep, totally. I, I'm sorry. There's a lot of good things to be said about uh, Paranormal Activity. Not that it launched so many bad sequels. Yep, but just its minimalism really is really scary. Like the part when nothing's happening and you're just waiting for something to happen. The suspense is deadly. Mm-hmm. But I. Yeah, I have to give it to Sounds of the Lambs. I agree. I'm just going to read this exactly as I typed it. Uh, the Silence of the Lamps moves on. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Now we have A Quiet Place. A family struggles for survival in a world where most humans have been killed by blind but noise-sensitive creatures. Directed by John Kaczynski and starring John Kaczynski and Emily Blunt. And The Orphanage. A woman brings her family back to her childhood home, which used to be an orphanage for handicapped children. Before long, her son starts to communicate with an invisible new friend. And this is a Spanish language si. uh, movie uh, uh, directed by Jay Bayona, who directed The Impossible and Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. The, like the he directed The Impossible. He did. The, okay. And so it, it's in Spanish. It is one of the. I, I like that we have a foreign language movie on Same. here because it's proving that horror doesn't need to be in your language to uh, be scary. Often it's better in other countries. Yeah, like actually so. scarier. Do you think it's because of the uh, the tropes? We love our tropes out? here. Yeah. We absolutely do. And a lot of those movies end poorly. We don't like that as Americans. American audiences do love a happy ending. Yeah. Mm. So there is This a, is not a happy ending. It is amazing to me how Quiet Place kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it just made such a big impact. Like John Krasinski no. directing and I'm like, what? Jim from The Office is directing this? But then you watch it and you're like, wow, that was so, really So tell me this. Is it kind of like the, the PG-13 sort of, ooh, it's just scary enough to go see on a Friday night sort I, of feel? I, no, I think, there are really intense moments. Oh, it's intense. No, I, I agree. I mean, the, the yeah. intro alone. I compare a quiet place to gravity in that these Ooh, were I love gravity yeah and uh, and avatar these were movies that must be seen in theater yeah this was a theater experience this except was for a, when someone's opening like red vines behind you but and everyone like, was like was was about to jump on that guy yeah of course you know, when I, I was there in the theater going I'm going to eat this popcorn as si- I, I dissolved <laughs> my popcorn I didn't chew it yeah right you and eat that, four pieces that was such a fun experience and i have such positive associations with that Ooh. and i don't I'll, I'll probably never watch a quiet place again but that movie going experience was great i do think this is actually a really good matchup because quiet place a lot of asl and orphanage a lot of spanish yeah like both these require a little more of the audience it, you, you it does require your focus and they're both they're both family dramas there's a scene in the orphanage when there's a death on the street and um, the the actress, she goes over and she checks on him and they cover the guy's face. And I'm just going to spoil it because people should still watch it. And he grabs her after I, and you, you see his face and it is such a great jump scare uh-huh. and it's such a great yeah. payoff. And then there's one scene where she's, uh, they, they have this game where the kids knock on the wall and count. And uh, there's one where she's playing the game and you see the kids in the dark coming closer with every knock. And it's mm-hmm. so scary. Honestly, the orphanage was terrifying and horribly depressing. So does that take away from the scares? A little bit. If I'm using the Zach test, I never want to watch The Orphanage again. I think I put that on our one and done episode. I think you did. I watched that one and I was like, that was horrifying. And I feel so heavy right now because it was so sad. Yeah. Because it deals with children in an orphanage and and bad things happen. Scary masks. Yeah. I I think A Quiet Place has a lot of thrilling moments that that are, are fun. Like yeah. this is kind of the fun equal to science I'm thrilling along the yeah, lines of along science. The same lines there. Yeah. Uh, I'm voting for a quiet place though. I will also vote for a quiet place. So am I. Okay. Quiet place moves on. Ah! Now, uh, welcome to the 2000s. We have The Ring. 
A journalist must investigate a mysterious videotape which seems to cause the death of anyone one week to the day after they view it. Directed by Gore Verbinski, starring Mouse Hunt. Yeah, starring peak Naomi Watts and Martin Henderson. Agreed. And David Dorfman. And The Descent. A caving expedition goes horribly wrong as the explorers become trapped and ultimately pursued by a strange breed of predators. Keep watch for claustrophobia on this oh, one. Oh, yeah. Uh, directed by Neil Marshall and starring um, Sa- Shauna McDonald, Natalie Mendoza. I don't know any of the actresses in this. Nor should you, I think. But I the think unknown it's so parts. nice. Where is, yeah. This, yeah. where is this one made? This was a, this was this was a, a foreign a, film? Uh, I would think it was a He's UK a British, British yeah, right? Yeah. UK. Okay. And I'm, I'll just say this. I'm voting for The Ring. But I do feel like The Descent, I'm glad it's on here because I want more people, more horror fans to watch it because it is terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. Before the creatures in the cave ever show up, it is terrifying. Before the creatures even show up, like you said, I think it's during that cave-in scene, which gets me every single time. That's before the lake of blood. Yeah. Right? That's before the all of a sudden the camera flashes and you see the creature. It's such a cool movie. I love The Descent. It really is. And I love the poster, too, when, the, when it's like the oh, skull yeah. with the girls all holding is that, hands. Zach, how do you feel about Descent? Oh, boy. Did you watch this one, Zach? Um, here, here's here's my story, guys. I told you I had not seen, if I had seen any of these movies, it had been over a decade, and mm-hmm. I don't really remember them. The, sure. The, the Ring, the other one. I told you guys I didn't even remember a single thing until the final scene of The Ring. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> you were thinking I know of the I've ring seen too. this movie, but I can't remember a <laughs> thing. There's deer in it. I remember there, there's deer, and he calls Wrong her movie. mother. Anyway, I did not watch the descent for this challenge mm-hmm. i saw it when it so it came out in 2005 i probably saw it in in 2007 in between okay. saw movies you're watching between saw movies <laughs> i watched this and i didn't see i didn't watch it again because i can still with great detail recall so many moments from the descent yeah it is affecting mm-hmm. it is terrifying i saw this in theaters and i there were probably three moments i just straight up looked away yeah especially when netscape was doing her thing with the little pickaxe thing <laughs> yeah um, I think The Descent is... It's underrated, is it not? Really I would say it's a modern classic. Underrated. It's super cool. And the other one's The Ring. <laughs> that's, I mean, I think so that's where we're, we're at. So let's give a lot of love for Descent. Because The Descent, the yes. Descent is so good. This is not an easy matchup. No. Yeah. Uh, but it got put up against The Ring. That's not... It's not specifically my genre. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say monsters. this is enjoyable. But yeah. monsters and claustrophobia and paranoia... Be, you know, there's the, there's a almost a not and there's quite a lot the, to the story. There's not quite not quite in the thing, right? But there's a level of paranoia where friends turn on friends. One thing I love about these kinds of movies, and they do this right before things go bad. And this is if you watch a movie and they take a picture of the group smiling, that's the last moment any of them will ever any smile. Will smile. And in the descent, they have such a great trope with that. They do. Oh, what a good movie. And it's a very... The Descent has an extremely satisfying ending as well. Yeah, it depends if you're watching it in the UK or the US. Really? They do two different endings depending on... Both are good. Both are good. Uh, Well, I just mean like from a visual standpoint, like that ending... Mm -hmm. not, Not the very, very end, but when you yes your final girl moment yeah you know it's yeah. it's it's good the ring i found to be i'm so glad i watched this again uh and i appreciate again i i, I do like me a good like crime drama and whatnot mm-hmm. this one obviously has got the paranormal thing going on but i forgot how much this is investigation just a, this movie. is a mystery movie yeah. yeah this is just a yeah this is an investigation and i love that yeah it, i actually for whatever reason i compared it to the conjuring in that like this is just kind of a good what's going on type of story mm-hmm. it doesn't overstay its welcome the scares that are in there are interesting I, I i love that they they don't dwell on any of the like really frightening imagery it no. like flashes in front of you and i think that's so almost works. more effective yep the ring is so good that's why <laughs> the ring moves on you don't want to hurt anyone 
but I do, and I'm sorry. Next, we have The Thing. A research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of his victims. Directed by John Carpenter, starring Kurt Russell and Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. And the cabin in the woods. Five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargain for, discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. Directed by Joss Whedon and starring Kristen No, Collin. directed by Drew Goddard. <laughs> oh, Although right. kind of yeah. written by yeah. Joss Whedon. Yeah. Starring Kristen Connolly, Chris Hemsworth, Anna Hudson. Um, but, but usuals for Joss Whedon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is another one. Cabin in the Woods is one of those movies that stands on the shoulders of the movies came before it. They were really trying to reinvigorate the horror film genre because there's so many tropes that have been that started yeah. to become regular. They're like... Hey, let's show why that exists. Yeah. I think it was a great send up and it's not as clever as Scream, but it's a great send up of movies from the previous decade of these end of the world, the doom movies, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then even like the guy at the gas station, and everything. But then to add that extra layer of the facility where generally the people watching the movie, us, we are the ones that are going, yeah, I hope this happens. We yeah. know what order these people are supposed to die in. It's so funny. And well, and the climax of the movie. Don't spoil this. Movie. I, I'm not going to spoil it, but it is such a payoff for horror fans mm -hmm. where chaos ensues and it is every horror chaos you want to happen starts happening. And it's like, this is so much fun. I, I watched this movie and uh, I was like, okay, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. This is, it's supposed to be a little bit of a, you know, you think you know and then you don't. And as it's happening, I was like, okay, we're, we're doing well. With the, with the tropes and whatnot, and I see what's going on, but there's there's a mystery to it. It's like what's the, there's this B plot that you're like, what's what's happening here? What's going on? Why are we doing this? And then it becomes a straight black comedy. Yes, and I think I love this movie. Yeah, you love it. I think it's so awesome. Did you like the ending? Because I didn't. Uh, the ending is it's a little unsatisfying. Yes, I kind of like the ending. If they recast the person that they have at the end, oh, I don't to a Scream Queen, for example, I think it would have been better. Uh, I would have preferred the Scream Queen, yes. But yeah. you know what's funny is this is the second movie I saw this year involving a cabin and the end of the world, mm. which is weird. Yeah. Um, but because oh. uh, I saw, what was that Shyamalan movie called? Knock at the Cabin. Knock at the Cabin, which is very weirdly similar in, it in, is. in theme to this movie. Because I saw that movie first... I like this movie more. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, because okay. of the way it ends. Yeah, I get I that. I was actually perfectly satisfied by it because it is, it goes off the rails. It is, this is the most bizarre movie on this list. Mm -hmm. And I think I either totally hated it or completely loved it. I, I can't decide. Zach, are you voting for Cabin in the Woods? I'm voting for Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Because, because it's 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 so funny. It's so fun. We spent so much time talking about it because I thought we we're going to get it Yeah, because the thing is the one that's getting the votes. I know, I know you guys are going to vote for The Thing. Yeah, it, so I'm, I am going it's to... It's an all-timer. This is an all-time movie. Although The Thing bombed at the box oh, office. Oh, sure. Like, it, budget was $15 million. It made $19 million or Those, $20 million. Shameful. Shameful. This movie Which, is awesome. It found its, it, people found love for it on VHS. Yeah. And it is one of those body horror ones. I can rewatch this every single year. Test things happens, but I got to give it to The Thing. Same. Cabin of the Woods is, is really fun, but The Thing is classic. All right. The Thing moves on. Now we have Alien. The crew of a commercial spacecraft encounters a deadly life form after investigating an unknown transmission. Directed by Ridley Scott, starring Sigourney Weaver and John Hurt. You know what's interesting about these? There are so many great directors that get their start in horror. In horror. Yeah. And yeah. then do amazing things. And also of the other things that Ridley Scott yes. has done. And The Blair Witch Project. Three film students vanish after traveling into a Maryland forest to film a documentary on the local Blair Witch legend, leaving only their footage behind. Oh, speaking of directors getting their start... Uh, <laughs> No, uh, Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez, uh, starring Heather Donahue, Michael C. Williams, and Josh. Josh, 
So uh, shortest runtime, by the way, Blair Witch Project, eighty-one minutes of anything on our our bracket here. So I think we what we're dealing with here is like an all-timer and a, a huge cultural splash, a game changer, right? Yeah. And I'm talking obviously the cultural splash being Blair Witch Project. Right. Holy cow! Yeah. So Alien, mm, the uh, chest bursting scene in Alien, but that's that's the scene. So unique. That's the scene. I'd forgotten how slow this movie. Oh, is, it is slow. Other than that, yeah. But that part. Well, Would. that part in the leading up to the final fight when she feels like she's safe. Yes. There, the xenomorph is there. You, you said that this is a slow movie, and I agree with you, but this is good slow. No, it's yeah. good. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not good. And you have maybe one of the best creature designs in film history. The true. xenomorph's amazing. Very yeah. true. And Blair Witch Project is one of those, once again, I absolutely, I think Blair Witch Project is a fantastic horror movie, but it's because I watched it in the right setting mm-hmm. with the right people, and it got over, and I had to do one of those... I remember it just got quiet and I went, it's, oh, I need to watch something happy. It's one of those movies where you want to tell scary stories after it ends. Yeah. Because you want to keep that vibe going. And then you get home and you're like, is there anyone in the corner of my basement? Yeah. This has, I would say, the single best ending of any scary movie I've ever seen. Which is weird because a lot of people are very frustrated about that ending. Oh, it's perfect. Because it doesn't, it doesn't, there's no real payoff. Good. But the whole point about Blair Witch Project it's is this movie. It was marketed as this is real. It's a snuff, these are, it's these, a snuff film. These yeah. are some real people who went missing. We're going to show you this real footage. And if you can somehow suspend your disbelief and start believing that, it is terrifying. If you can't, if you're joking around with your buddies and making jokes the whole time when it's happening, this movie will do nothing for you. I know because I've done it both ways. Even though it's super frustrating and they swear at each other so much and then Mike lost the map on purpose. I don't even know. A lot of muting and, and, on this Yeah, scene. and the camera is just so frustrating. There are scenes in here that are so mysterious because it's so grainy, like the teeth in the ear wrapped in cloth or whatever's going on there. But honestly, it ruined camping for me because when I went camping after this, I'd hear rocks like just hitting each other. I'd hear, you know, what sounded like, oh, is that giggling in the background? I'm not afraid of bears when I go camping. I'm afraid of the Blair Witch. <laughs> So it is my vote. You're voting for Blair Witch? Yes. I'm voting for Alien. Because it's more classic? Um, I, I I just watched it for the first time. Obviously, obviously that's everything here except for The Descent. Um, I I think I love it. Yeah, I, it's, I really, it's, it is so lovable. It's so good. Why and couldn't you have given me the pity vote on this one, no, guys? No, no, no. Sigourney Weaver is great. The John Hurt stuff that happens is crazy. I, that was the jump scare. When mm-hmm. he goes to that little egg thing, yeah, oh, that, and that it's meant was, to be. I was, I was at work, and it got me out of my chair. Yeah, I the, was very the face huggers are singularly what was singularly one of the most horrifying things on this entire bracket for me. Yeah, I hate the and, face huggers in a fun just, way. We didn't really talk about it, and we probably will next round. But this does the Jaws thing, where you really don't see the xenomorph that much, right? And it's better for it. Also, this oh. cat, the cat scares you. You're so tense that you get scared by a cat twice. It's great. Yeah, actually, fun fact about those eggs. Uh, they In the original test shots, they were using hen's eggs, and that's that was used in the footage. And so they ended up, that's why on the poster, it's like one of the eggs that's cracked on the side rather than the eggs in the movie that oh, open up on top oh, okay. because of early footage oh, they the used. the tagline, in space, no one can hear you scream. It's good. But it's not a movie where everyone thought they were going to see dead people film themselves. How many people still watch that movie? Blair Witch? I think that was a moment in time. Okay. And a culturally significant moment. I, I remember when I was a kid, though, I watched Alien as a drama, not as a horror. Because I'd well, rather watch Aliens. But here's and the now, thing. growing up, I love Alien maybe more. Right? Because yeah. it feels like so methodical. It's, and it's so contained. Right? It's just the one. But there's the thing. is, Some people like Aliens, the sequel, more mm. than Alien. No but for example, when I took people to go see the grandmas, 
because they exist, Joel. Mm-hmm. I would say, hey, you guys want to watch a scary movie to get us in the right mood? I would never be like, let's watch Alien. I'd be like, let's watch the Blair Witch Project and go see some creepy grandmas drive around because it creates the right environment. When you were a teenager. I was in my 20s, mid-20s. I said what I said. <laughs> You're not wrong with maturity, though. Is, is Kent not a teenager? <laughs> Mentally. Uh, no, this is a problem because I like both these movies. I think both of them have made both made huge impacts yeah. on the horror industry. Both are worth watching if you're looking for a scary movie. But I am one of the people that like Aliens more than Alien. Oh. I am knocking out Alien and pushing forward Whoa, the Blair Witch. Oh, yeah. I'm so proud. Ripley, I love you. Okay, this is the weird thing I'll say, too, because uh, it's going away. The whole time I'm watching Alien, I'm like, oh, hey, this is Metroid. Yeah, Metroid, yeah. Right? <laughs> Metroid is just the ripoff of Alien. Yeah, okay. well, actually, no one, they didn't want, want to make Alien. They did not want to, uh, 20th Century Fox didn't want to make it. But then when Star Wars hit it big, they're like, okay, well, let's make a sci-fi movie. What do we got? And it was like the script they had, the only sci-fi script they had. They went, let's make it. Wow. That's so good. I love That's Ripley. So I love the face huggers are terrifying. She's such an amazing final girl. We, I we gotta, want to say move, move on. I, I, I feel guilty. Because you're wrong. The Blair Witch Project moves on. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. Okay, the others. In 1945, a woman who lives with her two photosensitive children on her darkened old family estate becomes convinced that the home is haunted. Directed by Alejandro Amenabar, starring Nicole Kidman and Christopher Eccleston. Mm -hmm. And Hereditary. A grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences. Directed by Ari Aster, starring Tony Collette, Alex Wolf, Millie Shapiro... The others made a lot of money. It made $209 million on a $17 million budget. It is absolutely one of those early 2000s PG-13 horror movies. Very like, approachable. Throw it on. Throw it on. This is a I'm, BYU movie, right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think they made it for the BYU crowd. No, I think this is the first... Zach is at a group gathering in October, <laughs> and this movie was on. I think okay. this is the first one. Well, it is, where you're like, this it is, is scary, or you're like, oh, okay. It is yeah. practically squeaky clean. Like, it's mostly frightening moments and children in peril. And it is like the definition of gothic horror. I'm glad it's here. Yes. Because it's like, it's the right kind of spooky for BYU students. And then you get Hereditary, Hereditary. which is, Hereditary is messed not up for and BYU terrifying, students. And well, let's just let it go on one more round. It it was it scientifically it's the fourth scariest movie. Yeah, that scene. Can't, I wasn't gonna watch this movie. In fact, you resisted for I resisted. so many years. I read the summary years ago when it first came out because I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound like Joel. I'm so sorry. And then you had me watch it for this. Listen, someone recommended to put it on the list. A, it well, uh, you said it. Like, can you you think you can watch this one? I looked. It was on Ben Angel, and I'm like, dang it. Yes, I can. Okay, <laughs> tell me about your experience. It was not fun. <laughs> It was not fun it's horror. It's not meant to be fun. It was you know, not fun here's, horror. It here's was what's weird about this movie. This is my definition of slow burn because you're watching this basically Sundance movie of a family grieving. And you're like, oh, it's a grieving family drama. drama. You're like, half of is it. there supernatural stuff or am I just feeling like something's going to go really wrong? And you wait the whole movie. And then when it goes wrong, oh my goodness, you feel sick inside. It is sickening. Yeah. Uh, but it is also very well made filmmaking yeah. wise. Like there is, there's good definite quality here, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Tony Collette should have won the Oscar. I remember you guys saying that, and mm-hmm. as I was watching this, I was like, she really wasn't nominated. I had to look it up. Like she wasn't even nominated. Crazy, because she is. Her performance is so powerful and nuanced and complex. You you feel what she's feeling. She's so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. She is probably the only reason I would tell people to watch this movie. But generally, <laughs> I will never tell someone to watch Hereditary. Well, stop it. Stop it. But you got to admit, this movie is affecting, for better or worse. It is. There are some horrifying moments, but it's also, it's too cerebral for its own good. 
if you don't uh, have the like you know the I can man- break it down pretty simply have the manual and guide with you and then I'll like read through it like you no, know this is I think the version similar to what Conjuring did I think for like classic horror this was the best elevated horror example that we have on our list and for that reason I think it does need to go at least one more round spiritual successor of Rosemary's baby yeah mm. in all the wrong ways <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so it's easily my vote it, it, I will say this, Ken. It wasn't as icky as I thought it was going to be. Really? But it's unsettling. Okay. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I don't think this is my beginning of my train. What about the imagery when he gets out of bed and she's like, you don't know anyone's there? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, there's parts in there that definitely definitely scared me in, in a fun way. But then other parts where I'm like, I don't want to be here. I, yeah. used, I used to sleepwalk too. Ooh. Mm. I'll, uh, I, I will take this choice away from you, Joel, in case you don't want to make it. I will also send Hereditary through. But The Others is a really quality movie. You're going to cut out The Others? Yeah. You guys. Easily. It is a better movie. No. It is a more it's kind of forgettable. atmospheric movie. Are you kidding it is, me? It is very atmospheric. It's forgettable. It's forgettable. It is not forgettable. What's the scariest scene? The scariest scene? Yeah, in The Others. Are you mad? I am your daughter. That's the best part. That is a great one, part. One memorable scene. The part with the piano also terrifies me. The part at the end when you realize what's happening gives me chills just thinking about it. Oh, that's cute. You guys, you can't <laughs> cut out the others for a movie that none Listen, of us ever want to watch again. It's a one-time watch. Hereditary, I will never watch again. You shouldn't for if, your soul. If you're afraid of the movie, then it's the best. Oh, yeah. It's I'm not bad. afraid of the movie. It's just, oh, I don't like going to the dentist. I'm not afraid of the dentist. But it's you just need to go every experience. year. It's six months. <laughs> You're cutting out the... You cut out Alien. You stop that. Oh, it's vindictive. Okay, I get it, Zach. <laughs> it is. Two can play at this game. Hereditary. You have Hereditary moves as far as it's going to go. <laughs> now we have Get Out. A young African-American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend, where his simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. Directed by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya and Allison Williams. And The Changeling. After the death of his wife and daughter in a car crash, a music professor staying in a mansion is dragged into a decades-old mystery. This is directed by Peter uh, Peter Maydeck and stars George C. George C. Scott. Why is the Changeling rated R? It is a children not. in peril. I swear. Yeah, you, you it, actually it, oh. very graphically so a children. Yeah, a child it, it's a child in peril. But the thing about it, there's no swearing, no sex, no nudity, no violence really. It's so that clean that uh, I was watching George C. Scott walking around a big house, and I was expecting ghosts to show up and tell him about his past. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right? I'm convinced it was PG at one point because this was one we watched a lot as kids mm-hmm. at like sleepovers Same. and we weren't watching rated R movies then. It's the kid getting drowned. And so it really did like, I think it got re-rated because it is one of the squeakiest horror movies there. It's a very 70s horror and I think it's good representation of this. Even, Even though, though it's made in 1980. But you look at the, the screen, it says yeah, 1980 is the 70s. And, but it feels, <laughs> it feels very 70s where it's kind of grainy, it's slow moving and it is a mystery movie. And also... Things just go so poorly. So let's jump over to Get Out, which is this modern just icon at this point. Yeah, it, right? became, it became a modern and, staple. And, and I think more for its cleverness than for its scare factor. Yeah. Am I wrong? There is the hypnosis well, scene, which is so great and so creative. I also think the mystery of it. Yeah, yeah. So of once course. you've seen it, that it, it takes a little steam off for, for, mm-hmm. for repeated viewings. But that first mm-hmm. time you're when you actually don't know why the things that are happening are happening. Yeah, it, that is intriguing. I think the end, and and I really really enjoy the movie. But the end when they kind of go into how it's all going to take place without spoiling the movie gets really undercut because they're kind of rushing the climax. I feel there. like they over explain the ending. Yes, 
It's yeah, like they, we, we maybe we, didn't need to go into. We that. get it, and they continue to pound it home. Yeah, whereas you have a really slow burn in the Changeling, and so these are weird movies to put up against each other because the Changeling is great. It only made twelve million dollars, so not a ton. Compared well, the Changeling to was always that underground uh, kind of horror movie that you sure. like share. Oh yeah, have you seen this movie yet? And they're like, no, I never heard of it. And you're like, give it a watch, and they come back and they're like, oh, the ball on the stairs, the ball on the stairs, the wheelchair. Bah. I'm gonna catch flack. I found it very boring. Okay, no, that's fair. No, totally that's fair. very. I've had that same reaction before. I thought I thought it was quite boring. Like I can't imagine getting friends together in high school and, and watching this movie. That said, th- it's a different are, time. There are scenes. Right, the 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 chair and the stairs, mm-hmm. and and really the the ending of this movie, um, it, it it gets there eventually, right? But it takes so long, and and I think this is the modern eye looking back, um, all of the bump in the night, haunted housey stuff. It I found myself rolling my eyes, going, I get it, it's the house is haunted. Can we figure out why? You know, I, I just wanted okay. to get. I but wanted this is, it this is an investigative one, much like the other ones. Yes, I, uh, but comparing for me, comparing this to the ring, the ring is way more interesting all the way through mm-hmm. than the change thing, which is I found quite boring until at the, in the last ten percent of it, it's very interesting. So you're voting for Get Out? I am going to vote for Get okay, Out. Okay, I'll here. vote for the whatever the opposite of that is because I'm vindictive against you now. Hey, no, I was going to vote get for that. I'm, I'm going to vote for the Changeling anyway because this was a favorite from my childhood that is carried on, and I do get the chills every time I watch it. I find it thrilling. It is slower. It is yeah. definitely slower. I could see it if you, if you've never seen a horror movie before, and you <laughs> are very patient and not a child. You know, but then, then yeah, sure. It's, Get it's, Out was fun, uh, fun horror. I probably will watch it again, but I, d- I don't think it was as thrilling as The Changeling. Also, I was really expecting someone to shapeshift. I didn't know what it. Oh, I get that. The, the Changeling yeah. element of it, yeah. the, that part of the story, I was like, comes oh. right at the very end. Oh, right, yeah. the explanation of it all, and honestly, doesn't even really matter. It doesn't really much. matter. It's just it's like we have based to have a, on true events. We have to have a yeah. reason to to do the thing that we're doing. But what's more important is why the house is. Has a malevolent spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I think based on the Zach test, I would rather watch Get Out because it seems like it clips along way better. I like the pacing way more, and it's so clever. Every time I watch, it, I'm like, oh, I just noticed something new. Whereas the Changeling, the reason I've always loved it because it seems like a basic haunted house mystery, but when it's solved, it still goes poorly. And I love that aspect. Sure, has a bad ending for me, so <laughs> it moves on for me. And I think for us, the Changeling moves on. Are you the child killed by the cold cart? No. Now we have The Shining. A family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence. Directed by Stanley Kubrick and starring Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall. I'm Shelley Duvall. And Tony! Versus It from 1990, to clarify. Yes, the made-for-TV movie. In 1967, preteen outcasts fight an evil demon who poses as a child-killing clown. And let's stop there. Let's not go 30 years after that. <laughs> no need for part two. Do part one. Yep, yeah. part one. And it's Tell directed, me. By, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who directed the Halloween 3 season of The Witch. Oh. And starring Tim Curry as Pennywise. And you got Richard Thomas, John Ritter, Harry Anderson, and O'Toole, Seth Green, Jonathan Brandis. This is like a who's who of 90s yeah. stars. So good. Or 80s and it's, to 90s stars. it's a TV movie against The Shining. Against The Shining. <laughs> and so this please. is literally the longest runtime of any movie on here because it was two parts. Tell me why the, uh, why it is interesting because I got places. Here's to why it's interesting because when we were 10 years old and we saw this movie, we didn't sleep and I'm just speaking for Joel now yes but it affected us so strongly we had to wait a week to get the conclusion on TV and yes it was ruined at that point but the it, it, was, affected, it was a week it was like two days I think I th- yeah it must have been yeah but the if it affected everyone in that generation in a big way so much that Tim Curry became that became his character yeah. for us I wrote in my review I wish everyone could have the experience of watching Stephen King's it and when they're the same age as the losers club 
the, the yep. younger losers club. Uh, the, the sewer scene was so scary. The uh, uh, Pennywise waving from across the swamp. There's so many moments. Just the here. opening scene in the laundry and That's the it. shower scene. Like. I literally have to put a washcloth over my shower drains when, at, after seeing that movie. Oh, that's so cute. I didn't want Pennywise peeking up at me. But uh, as far as quality goes, no. This is not very good. It is made. It, it is the only made-for-TV movie on this list, and I think that shows what a good TV yes. movie it was because yes. it made it in with the big with the big boys mm-hmm. because it was a Stephen King adaptation, and yet it is First family. Is King adaptation. It is kind of family friendly. It is, it is TV friendly. TV fourteen, I'd call this maybe just because there's child peril. But it really is like almost TV PG. And I think it's actually a wonderful gateway into horror movies for children. Mm-hmm. As weird as that sounds, because yeah. it's about, it's about a, a child killing clown. But I really do think it's it's fantastic. In fact, I'll say it. I like it better than The Shining. What? I, are, you, are you crazy? I think The Shining is overrated. And yeah. I was like, well, maybe it's just... Zero percent. I was like, maybe it's just because, uh, you know, when I saw it the first time, I, I wasn't really knowing what to expect. So I rewatched it again for this. And the first half, I was like, maybe I was too harsh on this. This is actually this is really good. It is. But then the second half happens, and I don't and like it. So many amazing things I, happen. No, the, so many horror. No, iconic. I am not denying the impact yeah. it made. I am. I am. There are some definitely iconic, iconic visuals oh, yeah. and, and lines and scenes. But Stanley Kubrick is an egotist, and I tell good. you what, every single time something would happen, that where I was like, oh, this is Stanley Kubrick being like, look how cool I am. It would pull me out of the film. He made better things than the book has. I, I would say. Anyways, we're not talking about Shining because we'll talk about it soon. I'm voting Hold for on. it. Is this a Stephen King matchup? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm voting for it. Over The Shining? Over The Shining. Crazy. I, I think The Shining has good moments, but the surrealist humor just really doesn't affect me as much when it's like showing someone's face and they're like just wide-eyed and going, oh, for like five minutes. That's Shelly Duvall's face. Music. <laughs> <laughs> the boy does it too. I, I didn't. It's I a boy seeing ghosts. It putters out near the end in my mind. Wow. I prefer Dr. Sleep. It's actually great. It's actually great. So The Shining moves on. Here's Johnny. All right. Now we are to the Sweet 16. This is going to be a lightning round as quickly as you can. Don't overthink this. Here we go. I'm overthinking everything. We have seven versus The Conjuring. Oh, both happy, make you feel good films. Mm -hmm. And I'll go first. I didn't like seven. So I talked about seven on our one and done movies. Yes. And I was right. I watched this for a second time, and I really didn't like it that but much. But what about when they discovered the sloth body? It's just gross. Yeah, it's, it it's, is just it's gross. It's just gross. I, um, I, this is a movie. This is the one I, I talked about, I believe, on a Pagan bit. When Seven was done, I couldn't stop talking about how good Silence of the Lambs was. Oh. Because <laughs> I think Silence of the Lambs does the investigatory, serial killery thing better. I think Seven is... it's deliberately uncomfortable for everything from the gritty gross world to the uncomfortable camera angles that Mm -hmm. that uh um fincher fincher uses uh it's a very uncomfortable movie uh it's a very uncomfortable performance from brad pitt and you you get why in the end i Mm. found myself just so annoyed with him and then because i forgot what what the what the thing is with him at the end i walked away going i don't like this movie Versus The Conjuring, I walked away going, wow, that was way better than I was expecting. I think this that movie has a, a lot of merit, and it kind of has a good message. The Conjuring rocks. Joel, so you want to defend Seven at all? I don't know if I can. Yeah. The thing about Seven is, like I've said about other movies on this, it is so well crafted. In it the is. Sense, the story is twisted, mm-hmm. but it's that good time twist where you're like, I did not see that coming. I remember I, this Seven was described to me before I ever saw it, okay. and it haunted me. Because I was like, whoa, I did not see that coming. Right. And the idea of a serial killer doing the seven and and how he set up everyone. Oh. And the fact that you never actually see 
the, the deaths happen. It's all the investigation after that puts it all in your head. That mm-hmm. I find is interesting. But yeah. it weighs on you. Oh, yeah. You watch Seven and it it it, it really just weighed me down for a while after. Mm-hmm. I had to definitely watch something happy about that. It's nails on a chalkboard, the movie. Uh, oh, then, come on. And then The Conjuring, I, I said to many people, this is the scariest movie I've seen since The Ring. And that mm-hmm. was you know back when it came out in 2013. Right. And I don't know if any movie has surpassed that since then. So I got to give it to The Conjuring. Yep, clean sweep. Clean sweep. The Conjuring moves on. That's a that's a heavy hitter that falls. That's a, that's a, a number one seed. Wow. Well, our rancid smells could indicate some type of demonic activity. All right, now we have Jaws versus the no, Sixth Sense. No. What? <laughs> We'd like to thank our patrons. <laughs> Jaws versus the Sixth Sense. Fun fact: uh, Jaws being one of the highest grossing movies of all time when adjusted for inflation. We already talked about that. Yeah. And Sixth Sense being the biggest money, biggest box office on this bracket. You, you know what's funny? Both movies have parts that really take away the fear. Because Jaws is like, it changed everything, right? We can get more into this if it moves on. But there are scenes like where the uh, the, 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 the buoys, the yellow yeah. sort of tanks. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, they just take forever shooting him. They with take those. forever, and there's a really like lighthearted John Williams score that's playing, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not scared at all. You know, the, my favorite part of Jaws uh, is when that one guy, he's like, uh, what? <laughs> I think about that daily. You guys, that's my where, I'm where, having, where like, Sixth Sense isn't, I don't think, meant to be a, a horror film. I think it's meant to be a very. Do you want to know why? Why? Because it was made by Hollywood Pictures, which was a studio owned by Disney. This is a Disney movie, it was, like it, well, it was supposed to be a full-fledged Disney movie, but they fired the guy who bought the script. This it, is a Disney movie, and it ends like a Disney movie. It's hard because I. this is one of those. This is one of the gateway horror movies I, I had my oldest daughter watch. Yep. And I said, I think you're ready. And she did get scared. By the end, she goes, that was really, like, really emotional. Yeah. And I'm oh like... Gosh. Yeah, it is, it, at its core, it's a family drama. If we're talking uh, movie making, mm. I mean, these are two. I mean, this is Shyamalan at peak Shyamalan yeah. at this point. Jaws feels like like an accident, a filming accident. No, the, like, there is so much intentionality and creativity. But they couldn't even use the shark. And so the, the camera that work. made it better. No, but here's the thing. If I think of which one has affected me more in my everyday life, it's absolutely Jaws. Because which is funny because we're terrified. Jaws did for me to, to sharks, but but it did for me to, cl- to clowns where I just have a hard and then time. some, yeah. Uh, but The Sixth Sense came out of nowhere and blows your mind. Uh, it is it is terrifying even in the moments when nothing is happening mm-hmm. or when the, when stuff starts ramping up. It, it is hard to keep your eyes on the screen. The you want to close your eyes. Yep. These are such icons of cinema. Both. Really Wait, are. did anyone uh, vote yet? Cole getting trapped no. in the cupboard, the tent scene. Vincent, even at the beginning, being so full of that that scene is so tense. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah. The character's name is Vincent. Uh, yeah. It's Vincent it's Gray. so eerie. Tony Collette's performance oh, that made yeah. you cry, made me cry. Totally. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to go with cold, hard facts. And the simple fact is I've shown both of these to my children fairly recently. Six cents, they were riveted to the TV every step of the way. Jaws, they got a little bored in parts. I have to give it to the six cents. I don't like that I have to know. I don't want these two to be up against each other. And I'm mad at the seating. Joel, I'm voting against you. I'm going go for, for Jaws. Back to me. Yep. Because I think both of these deserve to move I, on. I don't look, like that they're look, up against each other so Sixth early. Sixth Sense is your Halloween movie, right? This is the movie you're like, yes, it's finally October. Should we watch Jaws? Well, the summer movie? You mean the first blockbuster ever made? But it has such a impact of horror, of terror, of water. It changed the game. For many people. 
Okay, I, I, I love both these movies. I yeah, think of they're course. Both, they're both fantastic. They are. Um, like I was saying earlier, the, the Spielberg's camera work in Jaws is so good. The way that the camera moves through the scenes. Mm-hmm. The, the He lets scenes kind of breathe. There's not a lot of cuts when we're doing the dialogue. So it takes the boring parts of this movie and makes it really exciting. Yeah. The exciting parts of this movie are kind of hokey, but okay. I think you still love it for it. Mm-hmm. It's like a family member. You love it in spite of its faults. But I think the, the reason I'm going to vote for The Sixth Sense <gasps> what? is because of something that we haven't talked about, which is the twist. This, oh. this brought about the twist. Because it is a thrill. It's a literal thrill. Yes. Yes, it is. Wow. So I'm going to vote but for Zach, The Sixth Sense. When the, the guy in the row, this, this little sailboat gets knocked over and then the shark's sideways uh, in the water and coming to get him. No, that's that's so scary. Terrifying. Horrifying. But I'm not scared of sharks like I am scared of existential crisis. <laughs> Are you a Disney movie right Yes. Six Sense moves on. Wow. <laughs> Do you know why you're afraid when you're alone? I do. I do. Okay, now we have Psycho versus Poltergeist. This is kind of a fun one. Oh, man. They both start with the letter P. Um, okay. That's where the similarities so, end. I mean, Psycho, obviously, we, we, we know we love. We've, we've had a full show almost dedicated just to Psycho. But there's so much of Psycho that it really is the criminal investigation that you're like, okay, yeah. Is, is this scary? Or is this just like... Hitchcock with clever dialogue. But it's setting the tone. It, it's creating the characters. I, I really, I, I wrote a whole paper on Psycho, just how every frame has something to offer the viewer. Okay. I love the sequence where she's driving away. Yeah. And how you hear the mm-hmm. dialogue. Just, you see all the, the shot is just her driving, but you hear all the dialogue of Lisa what had happened. Lisa the, supp- <laughs> <laughs> the supposed dialogue that she's imagining is happening. Yeah. And uh, also just, uh, what's his name? Anthony Perkins. Oh, he is. It's so good. He's so he's so charming, Uh and then instantly like, oh, I don't like him. But then then he'll smile and be like, oh, I like him again. It's all so good in this movie. What a great performance! No, and that's I I I'm gonna vote for Psycho, but I do want to give some love to Poltergeist in that regard because I think that Poltergeist is one of those movies that terrified me as a kid. It is thrilling, but I I gotta ah, I gotta vote for Psycho. Me too. Oh, I'm voting for Psycho. Okay, of course. Oh, Psycho moves on. You have a vacancy. Oh, we have 12 vacancies. 12 cabins, 12 vacancies. Now we have Misery versus Rear Window. So Interesting one. Uh, yeah. A guy, oh, a guy trapped in a house and a guy trapped in a house. Yeah. Just moving quickly, I'm voting for Misery. Misery loves company, I'm voting for Misery as well. Clean sweep. There we go. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry, Rear Window. I mean, this That's really Grace is... Kelly in it. it Come oh, on, guys. So elegant. And it did get you know nominated for many Academy Awards, but... Misery is really good, though. It is so good. There's an actual impact... Of misery. Yeah, yeah it's on the part in the term. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm your number one fan. There is nothing to worry about. Now we have Silence of the Lambs versus A Quiet Place. <laughs> what? <laughs> this, is a, this is a heavy hitter matchup. Is it? It is because one of these is kind of the, the new hotness, and the other is the one. Does that, anyone think about Quiet Place I th- anymore? I think its hotness has fizzled out. Same. What? Even with sequels coming out, people are like, okay. It is, it is one of the... Oh. And I don't know if the sequel ruined that, even though I think it's a fine movie. The sequel is, is actually, shockingly, a, a good sequel to a, like a horror movie. I think the second one. Yeah, good. yeah. But still, it, but, doesn't, it doesn't bring scares, just tension. And the tension's good. The childbirth scene is so good. Oh, my word. I'm even rethinking it now, even thinking of, of that scene. My wife can't stand that scene. And, and she's like, that's not how childbirth works. <laughs> sure. But then stepping on the nail, the nail. and trying not to scream. 
Yeah. Uh, horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. There's so many Chekhov's guns so in The Quiet Place. Oh, they both did. Yeah. I can't get mad at you guys because it sounds like you're voting for Silence of the Lambs. I am going to vote for Silence of the Lambs. I don't know. I think Quiet Place is more thrilling, even though it's not as good. It has more thrills. Mm, I don't know. Like, because Silence of the Lambs, you think of just hit. Just her talking just to Hannibal Lecter and the plexiglass. Yeah. And it's thrilling, even that, though it's just this conversation. It is. It's, the way he speaks. The dialogue is thrilling. Is thrilling. Uh, are you voting for Silence of the Lambs? You can? Yes, I am. All right. I'll give the pity vote to Quiet Place. Okay. Silence of the Lambs moves on. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I like this matchup. It's fun. The Ring versus The Thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, if I were Sam, I am. If I were doing my traditional, just putting yeah, this is together, exactly this would have be. been a matchup. For sure. The Ring versus The Thing. I'll, I'll just put. I'll play my hand. We really are doing a lightning round, aren't I'll we? I'll play my hand. I kind of hate The Thing. How? Why? I, How? I found it gross. I found it oh. disgusting. No, but that's the point. The I, practical I, effects I, here I, I didn't like are it. second to none. It, it, it's, you, it's the grotesque body horror of like the body's changing. It, and not only that, the distrust. Off. There's a scene where they tie three guys together on chairs. Ooh, the and, blood scene? Yeah, and you're like, oh, well, one of them has to reveal themselves. And then when the alien does and the other two guys are tied to it, it's so scary. No, it's, it's so cool. messed up. And it's all about paranoia. The be- that is the best part about this. It's the paranoia and it's the friend turning on friend. It's the you can't trust anybody. Yeah. It's the ambiguous ending. Totally. That's well, all great. I just find it gross. And that's the body horror is not for everybody. But for I, the, the concept of not knowing who the villain is mm-hmm. is always so stressful for me. And the, the short story it was based on who goes there is actually really good. Yeah. Uh, I recommend people read it. I, I the, knew this movie wasn't going to be for me uh, as soon as the dog scene happened. Ooh. I was like, I'm done. Well, in the ring, the ring's surprisingly not a lot of gore or blood in it. There's one part in the video, yeah. that the, in the actual tape that they play where a finger uh, and a nail happen. Yeah. But the but fun, you, you don't need it. Part of the viral marketing campaign for this is they would play the a full movie. video clip yeah. like at 2 a.m. on a channel. Oh, that's so messed and not up. Say what it's a, and not say yeah. it's for a movie. Or Flashes of, of what happens. You know, the, the, the girl in the closet, the very first mm-hmm. one, just a quick flash of what happens to her. Yeah. And quick flash of what happens to oh, the guy at the, the end. The, and, yeah. And that, that's, Listen, it's scary. It, it is absolutely horrific compared to a movie that is just so cool. I love the thing, but it's not as scary as the ring. Okay. Then it sounds like we're the doing par- a clean sweep for the ring. You know, the, the paranoia of, uh, of Antarctica. Yeah, <laughs> next time I go there, yeah. right. Well, and there's so many other movies that have copied that too. Movies and TV shows where it's like, yeah. we're stuck in Antarctica and something bad is happening. Hey, but shout out to Kurt stuck Russell's hair. Uh, big oh, fan. Fantastic. Big fan. Yeah. Fantastic. But the ring moves on. Now we have the Blair Witch Project versus Hereditary. Ooh. Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. What if I say Hereditary? That's fine. You can. Okay. <laughs> Just that quick? Yeah. Blair Witch Project. This is Burkittsville, formerly Blair. It is a small, quiet Maryland town. Now we have The Changeling versus The Shining. <laughs> I watched these uh, on consecutive nights. Did these come out the same year? 79. 1980. May and March. So right by each other. Wow. Changeling came out first. So I'm going to vote for it. Uh, no, because like I, I, I already kind of played my hand before. The Shining, I think, is well crafted in many regards, but sometimes I just look at the scares and I'm like, I'm not buying it. I'm not getting. Yeah, but it. the entire time when they, I mean they're stuck in a hotel in the winter. I would love that bad, job, right? by the way. No, you would not, because yes, there is a man in a bear suit. There's the maze chase. There's the twins in the hallway. There's the blood elevator. There's room two thirty seven. The scares per capita here in The Shining 
are so Joel, dynamic. Joel doesn't see the 237 scene. Oh, did I, it cut it, it out no, for you? It was woman blurred. in the bathtub. It was blurred on the TV version. That's for the best because yeah. it's it disturbing. Doesn't, doesn't need to be and seen. not only that, there's horrors there, but there's Jack Nicholson in in his peak performance where he mm. is just deranged. I'm sorry, um, my uncle Stephen King and I just uh, agreed to this that it's just not a he's good adaptation. bad. At um, so <laughs> your uncle. <laughs> this is one of the hotter takes. Uh, terrible overacting. Yes, in The Shining, did not like his performance. Yeah, it's Jack Nicholson. It's I find him well, and one annoying. Of the, one of the reasons his, Stephen King didn't annoying. like Jack Nicholson in the role is he's like, no, people already think he's crazy. You're supposed to like the guy, and then he goes. There's crazy. no subtlety to it. Like from the from the the interview. On the other hand, Shelley Duvall, I think, was fantastic. Shelley Duvall's annoying. Fantastic. Too. Oh, you're I, talking about overacting. I, although, well, I, also, I, I Stephen King. I actually like her. hate this cast. She was too, too timid for Stephen King. He didn't like her. Really, it was not the character he wrote. I will in no way say this movie is miscast. I think it's fantastic in every. Oh, single I don't way. think it's miscast. I think it's annoyingly cast. Wow! I, don't, I just don't like. The, I I have no connection to the characters. I don't have a I problem with like the cast. Them. I have a problem with the scares. I don't think it's as thrilling in but, the second half. I mean, and I love the. I love the changeling. I love it. It's in my Kubrick top ten was scary a movies of all time. Beast. He but would, like, there's a wheelchair scene that doesn't have much consequence, and there's a ball scene which is like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Why but are you every, bashing on this movie? You every, like? Kids? I love it, but everything in The Shining is scary. Everything. No. I appreciate the enhanced mystery. But working for Stanley Kubrick would be scary. He'd That's make you do some takes like 137 Like Walk times. on the Moon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'm going to give it to The Shining because it's an interest, It's more interesting what have I done? throughout. What have I done? I just went against the changeling, which I love so much. I'm going to do The Shining. But <laughs> Kent, you knew what this was when you picked it up. I am on the right. The Shining moves on. All right, we're to our Elite Eight now. We're going to get a scare. So, eerie Eight. So, we're going to go so fast. The Conjuring versus The Sixth Sense. Look, I love The Conjuring. I absolutely love The Conjuring. I think it's kind of interesting that it's gone so far because it's a newer player in the game. But it is, it is very effective horror. It is very, very scary. Uh, in fact, when they when they were put it into the Motion Picture Association, they said we're going to have an R rating. They're like, why? And they said it's just so scary. Yeah, and that's there's it. nothing. There's no specific thing you could cut out to get a PG-13. Yeah, like, because it's okay. just so scary. It is very scary. But when I think of a thrill ride, I, I got to give it to the Sixth Sense here. I love you, Sixth Sense, but it's time to go. You're too emotional. You're a family drama. Whereas, oh, there's hands right behind me. Bathsheba's on the wardrobe. I mean, Lorraine going into the basement singing horrors that no one else can see. The the Conjuring has the fear factor all the way through. People will never forget the Sixth Sense if they've seen it. If the first time they see it, they'll. they'll Do you know what people think of when they think Sixth Sense? That twist, dates. man. The Conjuring. No, that thing is there's so much drama and 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 thrill in there. Yeah, I I like The Conjuring, but people are gonna have a hard time remembering that haunted house movie from uh, The Conjuring. Here's two, the concept or of The Conjuring. Sixth Sense. The devil made me do it. Uh, here's the concept of Sixth Sense. Ghosts need help. The concept of conjuring, uh, don't go in the basement. Don't move into haunted houses. It's horrible. You ever seen the movie Ghost Town with Ricky Gervais? Yeah, I love it, actually. Same movie. Yeah. I was going to say, just the craftsmanship of M. Night Shyamalan. No, I mean, I love movie. the movie. For some reason, I'm blasting movies I love. I don't know why you're doing that. <laughs> because I think The Conjuring is a more horrific movie with more thrills. Nominated, uh, I was going to say, Sixth Sense, uh, one of the few movies to be nominated for six Academy Awards. Few horror movies, I yeah. should say. You know, it's a great like horror. film. It is fantastic, and I, I like I like the Conjuring too. But I will say, have I watched the Sixth Sense more? If I put those on a shelf, I'm picking the Sixth Sense. Uh, the Conjuring was okay, well, probably my biggest surprise of this list, and with the Sixth Sense, um, it pulls off a good trick where when you know 
the twist and you watch it again, you're like, it's oh, it's right there. Me? Yeah, it's yeah, right it there the so whole cool. time. It's still and good it's, though. It makes it fun to yeah. rewatch, which is great. Is that scary though? Or is it thrill? Is it cool? Discovery? I'm not looking for the scariest movie. I think you and I are on different wavelengths of what's of going on. Thrillers. Oh. Hey Zach, your hair looks very nice today. Thank you. I don't thriller think, of thrillers. I don't think I need a scary enjoyable movie. of enjoyables. I mean, like, what's scarier? Wait, you just wait. What is happening? Zach said he's not looking for the scariest movie, but that's exactly I'm, what this bracket is I about. I, 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 it's not necessarily point, the it's not thriller. What thrills you? What thrills you doesn't have to be a scare. I love heartwarming things. That thrills me. I am thrilled. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. I'm thrilled by the story of Sixth Sense and the Sixth Sense movie. Boo. I like The Conjuring, okay? Aren't you surprised that I yeah. liked it? Hey, Kent, we're not over here bashing on these movies like you. I love all these movies, by the way. They're all, we're all buddies. Grandma comes to visit me sometimes. Cole, that's very wrong. Grandma's gone. You know that. All right. Next, we have Psycho versus Misery. Psycho. Ooh, this is great. Wow. That is a good matchup. That's great. This is a great I don't matchup. like this matchup because they're both well done. Hey, I, I just want to talk about uh, a couple things about Misery real quick. Stephen King actually really did enjoy this adaptation, but they were going to give the part of Paul, the, the author, mm-hmm. to William Hurt. They offered it to him twice. He said no. Kevin Klein, Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Richard Dreyfuss, Gene Hackman, and Robert Redford. They all passed on They all turned it down. And then Angelica Houston and Bette Midler were offered the role of Annie Wilkes. It, it, they turned it down. It's weird because uh, James Conn, he plays such a tough guy in movies, but he's so sympathetic here. He is. Yeah. Like you really do feel for that character. Yeah. And then Psycho, would get, I mean, Janet Lee, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins, or not Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Perkins, excuse me. They both give such great performances as well. And like, uh, I think we've said it before, you start to sympathize with that Anthony Hopkins, even though yeah. he's may not be the, the most Anthony reliable Perkins. narrator. Yeah. Norman Bates. Just say Norman Bates. What'd I say? You said Anthony Hopkins again. Ah. Accidental zombie. Mm. Uh, but I, I do think it also uh, pulls the rug or shower curtain out from underneath the audience as well, which that type of experience is one that is absolutely thrilling. It's a game changer for movies. Mm. It's psycho. It's got to be psycho. It is psycho. It's got to be, but wow, misery. Misery's so good. Misery's yeah, so but good. It's Kathy Bates is amazing. Okay, psycho moves on. Don't overthink it. Uh, the Silence of the Lambs versus The Ring. <laughs> this is a final matchup, guys. It is. It's absolutely it is. a final matchup. Personal preference here. Uh, the crime drama over the supernatural for me. The thrilling crime drama. Really? Do you it. want to watch Buffalo Bill and what he does more Terrifying. often than you would The Ring? Hey. Terrifying. Okay. I, I Well, which one I've watched more? The Ring. Which one I would want to watch more? Probably The Ring because it doesn't leave me feeling icky. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the sounds of the lambs also is just really fascinating to watch. Yeah. Knowing my wife would be taken by Buffalo Bill. Yeah, that's great. It's what? awesome. It's terrifying. <laughs> Leave her out of this. <laughs> Don't make it personal, Zach. Yeah, no, it's terrifying. That's uh, more scary than ghosts. Why, was, why were the, they so good at grime in the 90s? I don't know. Like with seven were, and seven. Uh, lambs were by the way, they originally right. offered the role of Hannibal Lecter to Sean Connery. Uh, oh, that would have been terrible. That would have been terrible. Well, I mean, this is a recast of Manhunter. Yeah. That well, Brian Cox. Brian Man- Cox, yeah. yeah. Manhunter was the first movie that featured Hannibal Lecter, not which this one. Which was essentially, it was Red Dragon. And they were trying been, to get yeah. uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Meg Ryan were, were also both approached to play the part of Clarice. Well, Michelle Pfeiffer would have been great. Uh, I don't know. I think Silence of the Lambs is an all-time classic, but not a rewatchable movie. Oh, I disagree. It, it is is the only horror movie Best Picture winner. Mm-hmm. It is the thriller of thrillers, according to the Academy. Yep, because oh, we agree the, with the Academy. Uh, <laughs> hold on. It's the movie of movies. 
we've we said a lot you know is it the better movie or is it the better because it's layered drama is that what you're saying i think so i think that the silence of the lambs is the better movie you could argue that the ring is a better thriller it is that's why that's why so i'm voting you, so for you it. voted for what i'm gonna vote for silence of the lambs i'm going for the ring easily i gotta go for the ring as well I, i'm not mad the ring fought i i am really i'm really fine been impressed with the silence of the lambs of how it's mostly just it's not explicit cannibalism. Like it's implied cannibalism most of the time. <laughs> there's uh, so many. There's so much that. cannibalism. I'm, I'm there. going to have an old friend for dinner. <laughs> All right, the ring moves on. Don't you understand, Rachel? Now we have the Blair Witch Project against the Shining. The, the change thing? Can, we, can it be the change? Blair so Witch so. Project? I, I've I've talked about it multiple times, so I'm just going to put my vote out there quickly. You're willing to put The Shining aside that quickly? Well, no, because I, like I said, The you Shining just don't is like there. It. Well, no, I, I, I like it. I gave it three point five stars. Like mm-hmm. it's it's good, but just it it the ending doesn't thrill me as much as the beginning. I actually the find, concept is great. I find both of these movies taxing, and I knew that this portion of the of the bracket was going to be my weak personal weak point. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel I feel passionate about neither. Um, the one is more iconic, and one was a bigger kind of cultural splash and change things. The found sure. Well, okay. Thing. Yeah. It created exactly. a new genre. Put, put this out here on the table here. I'm just looking at the marketing of it because with Blair Witch Project, you get this kind of rumor mill going about these. This is actual found footage sure. and that the, the poster was just these, this one uh, missing posters. The shining poster is a yellow baby face that is not even in the movie. So you're going to judge how scary well, movies based on the poster. Well, right now I am. Yes. You're, I mean, yeah. you're playing the meta. I want to look at the films themselves. Yes. And I, I do. F- it's it's an expert versus amateur. I f- they're both a little uncomfortable to me. It is highly yeah, manufactured really versus like style of filmmaking. What are you voting for, Joel? I'm voting for Blair Witch Project. And then I'll vote for The Shining to you, Kent. Shiny. Really? Yeah. Craftsman. And I love Blair Witch. Has the best horror you, ending ever. Because you're going to start bashing on it as no, soon as it, you... No, it lost, but I, I love what it does. Oh, so you don't kick it when it's down. You just want to kick it down first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're to our final four. We're buddies, remember? It's okay. Okay, our final four. I don't like it when Kent gets all angry at movies he likes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, all those movies. He's picking aside a little too hard today. We are now to our final four. I will just read all four of them. The first matchup is The Sixth Sense versus Psycho. Hmm. And then we have The Ring versus The Shining. Okay. I, I think it's an interesting variety we have here. First up, The Sixth Sense versus Psycho. <laughs> Don't like that these are going no. against each other. This is a great matchup in the final four, though, because these are two stellar movies. To give some history real quick, M. Night Shyamalan splashed onto the scene. He had two like family dramas before this one, but The Sixth Sense was a movie that you go, hey, have you seen this weird, just kind of creepy movie? You should go check it out. And you, you obviously didn't want to know much about it. And then you told everyone else to go see it. Okay. Which is almost the exact same case in 1960 when Psycho came out, which was, I mean, he did North by Northwest before this one. Right. And he was, it was like this big budget, big stars. And he does this black and white kind of. But low. how did people go see movies at that time? People would walk in at any time. Middle of the movie, right? And then just kind and of. They'd watch the end and then yeah. watch the beginning. And this was like, no, you have to be there from the beginning. And it, and it was one of where people were like, you got to go see it this. It changed things. It is the, is the grandfather, the, the great grandfather probably of the slasher genre. And. Bernard Herrmann's score in Psycho is fantastic. Um, it's a touch repetitive, but it's very, very good. Oh, man. 
So oh, to man. get some scenes, I'll go through it once again. So Sixth Sense does have that intro with uh, the home invasion. It's great. The tent scene is so scary. Um, and then, like I said, Cole getting trapped in the cupboard, seeing the men hanging at the school. So many scenes. Yeah. And then in Psycho, obviously, we talked about the shower oh, the, scene. The, the kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lila discovering someone in the basement, I'll just say. Yeah, say that. And then another character running in. Yes. Ready? I, that part gets me every time I watch it today. Uh, and then the, the part smi- going up the stairs. Oh, man. And the smile at the end. Yes. He wouldn't hurt a fly. The cubic stare. There is, is something so dynamic. And there's the skeleton face scene there. And the camera trick is so clever. Gives me chills every time. Because I would say Psycho has a lower scare per capita. It, it is. Uh, and that's the problem. Is Time will take away the fright of many of these movies. Right. Because you show it to a modern audience. They're like, well, I've seen that a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Or this isn't that scary because it's in black and white. Cool that both mo- movies are built on a twist. Yeah. Like one easier to guess than the other, obviously. Oh, the two twist movies. Yeah. Oh. yeah two big twist movies. Zach, do you have a vote? Movies. I feel wrong either way. But you yeah. also feel I've, right. That means I you can, feel right either way. I can feel Twitter yelling at me no matter what I do. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to jump in then. And I'm going to vote for, and this is tough, because I love both. But Psycho gets my vote oh, just so for, good. it's a classic heart choice. And I know it's not as scary. And that goes against everything I've been saying this whole show. But I feel it every time I watch it. And I, I look forward to feeling the fear at the end of the movie. That leaves you guys with... <laughs> I am at a loss. I am at a loss with this this matchup because I'm just trying to I'm trying to put myself in other people's shoes because these are both five star movies for me. These, I, these these are both very well done. I haven't done this enough, so I will say the sixth sense. No, yeah. <laughs> ah. He didn't want to be the ter- determining factor on this because that, that's the thing. It's whoever gets the last vote is the one that gets hated, even though the other two voted for the other thing anyway. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. Oh man, so I am looking at this strictly based on what other people think about it because I have to step outside of myself at this point because I cannot decide between the two. So Psycho came out in 1960, right? Mm-hmm. And Sixth Sense was 99? Yep. Um, so, you know, people are still talking about Psycho mm-hmm. and it's however money the math is later. Um, you know, so do you think people will still be talking about the Sixth Sense in 39 years from I think now? So. I think so. I think so as well. But so it's, I, it's I think difficult. they both have staying power. I, I'm going to have to go completely objective here uh, because these are both very, very well done movies. The Sixth Sense has an IMDb rating of 8.2. Oh, you're just going seeding. Oh, that's super high. Psycho has an IMDb rating of 8.5. What? I am giving the edge to (sighs) Psycho for the thriller of thrillers. Edge. Knives. Ah. Oh, but that either one could go forward and I'd be happy, but I'm sad that one of them isn't going because these could have been the final. In my mind, it would have been great if these were the final two. Psycho moves on. We all go a little mad sometimes. Haven't you? Okay, so this one's going to be a quick one based on how it's been going so far, but (laughs) what are the next two choices, Zach? The Ring versus The Shining. The Ring is what I vote for. The Ring is the winner. The Ring is what I vote for. Whoa! The what? What? (laughs) What's what's wrong? Hey, hey, you know what I would have done? The Ring versus The Changeling? The Ring? Yeah, easily. You know what I did? The Ring versus Blair Witch? But Tim was fighting so hard for that. Listen, The Shining belongs on there for its iconography. I do have to say, with The Ring, the thing that makes me laugh is... Just, just listen to this sentence. It's about how you watch a videotape <laughs> and then someone calls you on your landline. Could be your cell phone. Our final 
matchup features Psycho versus The Ring. I think this is a great finale. I, I think really these is. are great. I'm, these are titans of I'm the horror industry. I'm so happy with these because I'll tell you what, these are both approachable. You're going to get they a are. lot of people who won't watch The Conjuring. A lot of people won't watch the you know Silence of the Lambs or The Shining. You're going to get a wider audience for both of these movies because you know you can just boil it down to content. Yeah, you could, you could. But I think what you get out of it is still rewarding. Either mm-hmm. way, there they are both intriguing. They both have uh, mystery elements to it. They both have investigation things that I found myself really liking. And then you know you've you've got. One is just kind of a crime story, and the other is is you know you got your paranormal. Now, Zach, you, you joked about the videotape and the landline, right? It's so it is dated, right? Is. I mean, not not that Psycho well, isn't, right? Yeah, it's forty thousand dollars. <laughs> but there there is something so I think brilliant in creating a rule in a scary movie, right? Here's a, here's a, it's very tropey, right? You create a rule, you create a consequence, you create how the story <laughs> unfolds. And even a twist that happens at the end, because when that twist hits and you think the movie's over, honestly, both of these, but you think the movie's over, you hear, she never sleeps. It just... This is just a chain email. I think The Ring has the best scare per capita of any movie we've talked about. And this is just from the intro, the closet reveal... The videotape itself is so disturbing. The well scene, Rachel pulling the thread out of her throat. Uh. I know. And that ending. And just kind of seeing the way the mystery kind of unfolds. That said, like, I mean, we've talked, I think we've talked more about Psycho because it's gone up against maybe some bigger players. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It had a rough, so we, it had a tougher road. We talked about the, the whole mystery of it and how it's tonally all over the place, but Anthony Perkins is so great as Norman We did Bates. talk about uh, Bernard Herrmann's score in Psycho, but also Hans Zimmer's in The Ring. Yeah. yeah. It's it's one of those, you play it, in the background and you just feel and sure, eerie. It's, it's filmed with a green filter over the I top. I do hate the green filter a whole but lot. It, but, it, but it fits. Uh, have you seen the filter on Psycho? It's like black and white the entire <laughs> oh, the time. the black and white Desaturated. It's so weird. Oh my goodness. Um, I remember... It doesn't even look like blood. I'm just going to keep talking until you guys decide uh, between Wait, yourselves. I, well, what are you voting? Are you voting for uh, I think both are amazing but i'm voting first no 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 no, you can't. no i'm voting first no no no, 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 no. i'm voting no. no really go give give an argument well the argument here because i need help okay the argument here for me is i think psycho is a perfectly crafted film like just very well crafted very yeah. well made but when i think about which one i got a thrill out of meaning like the experience of watching it for the first time. And, and it could be because I've been watching Psycho since I was a little younger, maybe don't remember. I remember being scared by it, but I don't remember really the first time seeing it. But watching The Ring the first time was one of those movies where I walked out of the theater terrified. And I told all my friends, we need to go see this together. We saw it again in theaters and we're terrified again. I brought my family. I remember like uncles and cousins. We all, I brought them all to go see were it together. Were they mad at you? Uh, what? Were they mad at you for no. seeing like a disturbing movie? A little bit. Yeah. But no, it's PG-13, obviously. They enjoyed it. But then also right. that was the one where I got a friend of mine to like call them all and like block his number and then leave a voicemail for him. So good. <laughs> so it was just, it was that thrilling of a thing. So for thriller of thrillers, horror of horrors, I have to give my so vote to the ring. This is purely a Joel vote because that's your generation, right? Oh, absolutely. Because generationally, the, the classic, the masterpiece is Psycho. Obviously, it is, and, and it has, to, and Psycho has stood the test of time. And it's funny because you show the ring, like you, f- the ring, for a long time was reported as the scariest movie of all time. Was it? And I think that heavy is the head that wears the crown because okay, then people sure. would see it and be like, "That's not that scary." Mm-hmm. 
Ah, I thought this was other. other the Ring Two is scarier. Tears, <laughs> whatever. Tears. Uh, but I do think that Psycho has that same thing where like people are like, oh, it's a masterpiece, and you show it to people who are like, that's ah, good. But it, has anyone ever said it's just good for Psycho? Well, oh, I, I've heard I've heard people be less enthused by it because it's it's black and white. Okay. Well, it's, it's a boring. There's also drama. there is a little more uh, setup. Mm-hmm. A little bit more plotting, and then once there's a there's a real big thing that we're not talking about that happens, and then you it, there's a lot of falling action for yeah. a while. It subverts your expectations with actors and actresses yes, in this movie. You sure. do, yeah. Well, uh, and with the ring, I mean, you get the iconic character of Samara, little voice of Lilo from Lilo and Stitch, mm-hmm. but you get that that look, that character that is that has been in every single haunted house since. Then. Do you know what I noticed in the ring? And I I think I always just kind of thought Samara is the evil of the ring. Rachel's investigating the mom the whole time. Mm-hmm. She's not even investigating Samara. Yeah. Like, there's no. scary stuff in the video, but she's like, well, who's the mom? And yeah. I'm like, uh, uh, check out the daughter. We haven't even talked about the dad. Yeah. That's, My wife was not supposed to have a child. That was That's scary. Um, yeah. And so, the, while this is an invest, they're both kind of investigations into what's going on, there are so many high points of the ring along the way hmm. that keep you, as a viewer, engaged. That you, your attention might fall off in Psycho. Where if you want thrills per minute, you're going to get more of the ring. So okay. it comes down to what we've been doing in every one of these bracket series. I think one of these is a better movie, and another is a better thriller. And I am voting for the ring. Just like that. Is that two votes for the ring? Yes. That's two votes for the ring. I am going to confirm that the ring. Clean sweep. Are you going to give a pity vote to Psycho? Sweep. We've never I'm done that. Why. I'm going to tell you why. Because anyone I've gone on a date with, like in the past many years, I'm like, hey, do you like scary movies? Remember, I always ask this question. Do you like scary movies? Do you like movies? scary movies? And then I call them and I chase them. It's weird. Anyways, uh, and they say, I don't really watch them anymore. I'm like, oh, yeah? What's the last one you remember being scared of? And they always say, The Ring. And then I stopped. It had that much of an impact. It's a generational thing. This is a very bacon cell choice. Mm-hmm. We are who we are. We love. Our audiences who are. We love are. Psycho. It we deserves love most to of the movies that were on I, this bracket. I, I'm changing yeah. my vote to Psycho. Are you? <laughs> I'm changing it to Psycho. Okay. For, for the pity vote. Yes, okay. it's yeah, so good. It's great. It's so good. It's great. I'm trying to get to Psycho. But she never sleeps. <sighs> what a what an iconic. I, I can't and, stop. Both have iconic imagery. I, I mean, yeah. so, uh, uh, how many Zach, times am I going to say that word? I'm sorry. Call it Zach. With that, The Ring is the thriller of thrillers. Seven days. <laughs> Woo. Incidentally, it was also the top movie of uh, the top horror movie of the 2000s in the Bacon Cell Decade Dance. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That, so was, that was probably a little. Sean, all right, well, well, let's, <laughs> let's look it up real quick then. Let's see who submitted the ring first. And it looks like the person who successfully who successfully submitted the winning answer here is Blake Densley. Oh, what? Congratulations, he Blake. Likes, he likes scary movies? I'm super glad I didn't know that. Hey, Blake. Yeah. So uh, there you go, Blake. We'll be reaching out to you. You get some merch. Uh, thanks for submitting uh, The Ring. It really is a Good terrifying choice. movie and an excellent choice. And thank you to everyone else who submitted the movie. Most of your picks wow. were great. Thank yeah. you so much to everyone who helped me uh, discover that I think I actually like a lot of this genre. Yay! I'm a new person. I am your changed. soul is darker today. For the better, no, but I'm changed. <laughs> All right, before we go, we want to thank some patrons in a couple of categories, including the I Am The Listener tier, which is Briggs is off to preach the good word, Angela Plotz, Casey Cummings, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Andrew vs. Evil Dead, Sir and Madam Hicks, 
Jennifer Kokowski, Taylor Sanderson, Shannon West, Rocky and Steph, Adam and Rachel Crump, Ryan and Marley, Dave Kelly, Lady Terry A. Finley, and no offense, Jack, but President Kennedy was a white man. They dyed me this color. That's how clever they are. Scott Sprague. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Hotep. And then we have the Bacon Council, which is Debbie Foster, Glow Clendaniel, our favorite couple, the Madsons, the other Brit, Johnny English, Star Wars expert Kyler, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, the one, the only Chris Anderson, Nicole D. Kale, and Beaker. Thank you, patrons. You are the Baba to our Duke. <laughs> Baba Duke. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at showtimeshowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Please like that Facebook page and visit at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. After you've done that, visit tpublic.com slash bacon sale. You can get yourself some merch. And then if you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash bacon sale. You can get all sorts of behind the scenes fun. We'll love to see you over there. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, you can listen to us again in seven days. It's thriller. Thriller. <laughs> yeah, what scares what, me what the most going... is political intrigue a la Patriot right. Games. What's Our... your favorite scary movie? First of all, thank you. Second of all, you dropped the ball. <laughs> so I'm not mad at anyone in particular, just everyone. How's your soul? Terrible. This isn't indicative of the quality of this movie. I'm just very, very tired. <laughs> I enjoy, you know, a good story and good acting. Kent wants to be disturbed. Speaking of stuff I'm afraid of, German expressionist films. <laughs> I fear mirrors in real life. Fe- fearers? Le Manel de Diable. Oh, romantic. Uh, no, it's the House of the Devil. Oh, not uh, romantic. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, sorry. Slighten. It's, it's a scary time for, for horror movies for me. I don't know why I got an accent for there. <laughs> for me. It's like, makes it a little less scary. <laughs> the bees! The bees! Paranormal. Paranormal. Inve- paranormal. We have Dracula going against the 4th of July. So that's what it's like to watch movies this time. Waiting for Guffman. You gotta be quicker on the draw, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through the movie, you're rooting for pure evil. I'm not afraid of bears when I go camping. I'm afraid of the Blair Witch. Also, this oh. cat, the cat scares you. You're so tense that you get scared by a cat twice. We're so sorry. Oh. How, what? I'm not passionate about any of these movies. Why am I mad? Duh. I don't need specifics here. IMDb. It's the right kind of spooky for BYU students. I don't want to be here. Uh, what? <laughs> I think about that daily, but I'm not scared of sharks like I am scared of existential crisis. It's not explicit cannibalism, like it's implied cannibalism most of the time. <laughs> the ring, too, is scarier. Oh. I'm not so I don't want to look up a clip from Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs>